Hello, you beautiful people. Since Gary's muted, uh, I'll I'll handle it. Bitch, why not? <laughs> you terrible man. Why do I keep doing that? I don't know. I think I muted myself so that uh, I wouldn't you wouldn't hear all of my cursing. And uh, anyway, sorry we're late. Rob was filibustering, and uh, <laughs> you gonna do that to me? You going you gonna go to the elephant in the room right off the top, man. <laughs> right off the top. I mean... We gotta uh don't worry though, because here in the next uh, year or so the filibuster will be gone and you won't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna start. Anyway, <laughs> it's your favorite political show. This is pro wrestling. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight, boys. <laughs> that's why we're late we were trying to get it all out beforehand so uh, we could just talk about pro wrestling no man i'm glad to be here i'm glad to be here with my boys if you were here on wednesday rob couldn't be with us he was hanging with his son uh choosing family over that this is pro wrestling community but you know we'll remember that yeah at christmas we'll remember <laughs> Oh, this is payback. This is payback. Y'all been doing that to me for months, man. I've been ne neglecting my family for months. Finally, I pulled up. the one time. The one time I said, "Hey, man, you know my boy's in. He's got his girlfriend with him." Y'all like, "Okay, dude, we see how it is. You know what? We'll accept your resignation." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man." Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, this is Gary Horton. This is this is pro wrestling, and that voice you just heard is the doctor. Rob Stinson, thanks for being here, Doc. Appreciate you actually showing miss up. Miss you guys, man. When I, yeah, when I miss a show, man, I feel off, and I felt felt off all week. So I'm glad to be back with my boys and my uh, hashtag NWA fam and my hashtag This Is Pro Wrestling fam, man. It's gonna be a great night. We we in the club, guys. We in the club. We in the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and hey, it's Will's over there dancing hey. away. What hey. up, everybody? Good to see you guys. All right. Well, I hope everybody's had a wonderful weekend and it was everything you wanted. Uh, whatever date it is, the the <laughs> second full week in January to be no, the first full week in January. Right. I don't know. I can't keep up. I don't even know what year it is. Uh, Doesn't matter. Yeah, I had I have plans for everything for the show. We got a lot to talk about, but I obviously don't have an intro. So here we are. <laughs> NWA fam, hashtag and the wrestling community. We're glad you're here. Uh, see uh, guys like James Lawrence and Front Row in the house. Dave Scooby over there. Joe Lobbin and Roxas79. So many of you people watching that aren't participating in the chat. We're glad you're here watching as well. And uh, just make sure that if you haven't already and you're new here, you can hit that subscribe button and even hit that like button. And it gets us in front of more people and helps people to know that uh, we exist, and that's what we want. We want more people to know we exist. Uh, also, I guess while we're here, we might as well mention our uh, merch shop over at nwafam.com slash shop, where you can get all kinds of cool stuff. 
over there. All right, fellas. Lots been going on in wrestling. There's plenty to talk about. Um, I guess to, to start the conversation, shall we just go ahead and jump into the loop? Why not? We gotta we gotta do it sometime. All right, let's do it. Let's put you in the loop. I like that. Uh, in honor of Dr. Stinson being here. Yeah. Um, Rob's been putting out some great stuff. If you don't follow, uh, yeah, there's Rock says. That's what I was looking for earlier. It's December 41st, 2020. <laughs> 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 uh, oh All right. Well, what I was, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking about earlier. I was like, it feels like it's just still the same year. Everybody thought like with the, changeover everything was going to be different but i don't think it is but uh no. time waits for no man here we are in uh january 10th 2021 and this day has a uh, few things that happened in pro wrestling history if you don't follow us on instagram by the way or dr stinson over there at this is dr stinson on twitter you get great this day in pro wrestling history kind of stuff usually nwa related mm-hmm. um so I will uh, I will throw this in there on this day in 1999, ECW guilty as charged. Taz defeated Shane Douglas for the ECW World's Heavyweight Championship. How about that? Did you know that yeah. before now? Yeah, I actually was reading that earlier today, and I was like, because I we were talking with my I was talking with my son about Shane Douglas. And I was like, dude, and, and Shane Douglas has like since repented, like like. James Lawrence will tell you he's sorry about the whole NWA title debacle, but I was like, man, to a greater man, it couldn't happen. I was so happy. I'm not a huge Taz guy. I mean, I respect the guy, but I was like, on this day, he Shane Douglas. I freaking love that man. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> just that, just to see him drop it because of the NWA thing. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hold grudges, man. I'm trying to get over that. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that on the last time I was here about oh, uh, Randy Orton, man. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get beyond that. I'm trying to improve myself this year. That's my resolution. 2021, forgive and move on. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Okay. Well, um, I, I wish you luck in that endeavor. But uh, here we you are. You know what? Screw that, man. He was a deserter. <laughs> I ain't moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm, just there, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Resolution already broken. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you to get. I don't. I don't want you to get too soft on us because it it makes good uh good fodder for the show here. If you hold some grudges, so true. It's true. true. And you get a shout out in the chat, by the way, for the Pat O'Connor stuff. And I just wanted to uh, uh, make sure to bring that up. That was a really cool one. I, I saw a lot of uh, nice words for that one, Rob. Uh, people people enjoyed seeing the story about Pat O'Connor. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool, All right, great cool. follow up, Rob. I try Thank to do you. that about. Um, I try to do that. About- <laughs> Where'd he go? I think we're on a delay with Rob. I think is what's happening. I think so. Is that what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you, you're you're responding like like three seconds after us. <laughs> but. So uh, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Can't hear you. So now, but is it like? Synced with my voice. I think so. I guess you look like an old uh, Japanese movie. <laughs> <laughs> now I was just gonna say. Uh, I was just gonna say that uh, 
I try to do those. Uh, I'm, my commitment is to do that once a week. And uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, we, we, we're now this, and most of all of you guys know that are in the chat, but we, you know, we're, this is pro wrestling, but this is kind of an NWA focused uh, thing, but we'll draw in the AWA and world wrestling council and some other promotions, but that's kind of like, you know, we still identify with this is the NWA and uh, that's why at the end you always see this is the NWA presents pro wrestling history, because it's kind of a, an NWA uh, oriented thing. And we still, NWA is still our baby, you know, and it still has the longest, most tradition laden, most interesting history of any uh, promotion. And so, uh, you know, that's what that's about. Well, uh, since Taz is still a big deal right now, I just thought that was very intriguing news anyway, just to, to bring that up and just give him a shout out since he's got his own crew now in the AEW. I don't know if he thought his uh, days on the stage or in the ring were over or not, like he had gone kind of into commentary, but uh, it's cool to see he's he's back actually contributing on camera too now and uh just thought this was neat just uh seeing this photo pop up on my uh, timeline and that he had won the heavyweight title on this day in 1999 um it is also the birthday of a few wrestlers several wrestlers really but i went for the ones that are still with us on this day and here they are you've got uh negro casas uh, he's a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer, class of 1996, and uh, I did look up their PD PWI stuff too. He was number he reached number 33 in 1999. That was his uh, high point as far as uh, on the on the PWI scale. Um, you got Colonel De Beers there, and mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, number 67 in 1991. And uh, Tamina, she's Tamina. Snuka, you know, daughter of uh, Jimmy Snuka, and uh, she she reached number nineteen on the women's charts in twenty twelve, and of course, Buff Bagwell. Just I love I laughed so much as I was putting that picture in because it's, <laughs> that's just what I think of when I think of Buff Bagwell. Just that face of his. It just uh, anyway, Buff was uh, number sixty six in the PWI five hundred in uh, back in nineteen ninety nine. So there you mm -hmm. are. Buff Bagwell. We all remember Buff. He's the stuff, right? So happy I, birthday. I remember, I remember him more as uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell when he first first debuted in World Championship Wrestling. That's that's my my first memories. Obviously, he got way bigger as Buff Bagwell, part of the NWO and and all that. But yeah, man, that's that's a pretty pretty stout crew. Happy birthday! Yeah. I know they're all uh, watching. He was, um, he was uh, when he debuted as Marcus Alexander Bagwell. He was teaming with Scotty Riggs as the American Males, and, yep. and uh, I will say that he's still active. I mean, he does here in Ringgold, Georgia, uh, the American Wrestling Federation, the territory run by the great Nature Boy Paul Lee and Lex Lee. Uh, great, we had a great show last night. But uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell usually appears about once a year, and one time even held our championship. Um, so, uh, he's a great guy. A lot of fun, man. Looks great. Still looks great. You know, he's, he really is the stuff. And, um, yeah, he, uh, I've always enjoyed him, man. Uh, but, uh, he's always done good work from, from back in the days when he was Marcus Alexander to, to buff the stuff Bagwell, man. He's been, he's been a delight the whole time. So when he shows up now, is he buff or is he Marcus Alexander Bagwell? What is it? What's, no, what's his moniker? His name, he, he plays on, I mean, he, he probably reached his greatest notoriety as a member of the NWO. 
And so yeah. when he shows up, he comes up with the you know the, the top hat and the, the mm-hmm. NWO stuff, and he's Buff Bagwell. That's that's who he is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know if like you know WWE held any kind of trademarks on that stuff just because they acquired WCW. Yeah. If he was if he was still able to go brand himself as Buff. Yeah. Bagwell. It's probably uh, it probably. It's probably you know different strokes for different folks. I imagine different people negotiated their contracts in different ways, and uh, there are some people that held that have rights that are names, and others like infamously like Cody Rhodes that you know Vince owns or, or did own. And but um, yeah, now he 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 goes as as Buff the Stuff Bagwell, and uh, and a great guy. Really, have got to meet him and work with him a couple times. I'm sure that uh, that Doctor Red has got to meet him. Probably even picked him up a couple times. Maybe drove him to the airport. Uh, and he'll tell you he's a good guy. Um, Rock says 79 bringing up in the chat as well that uh, yesterday was the 15th anniversary of the live sex show on Raw between Edge and Lita. So uh, I didn't have plans for that, but I found a picture real quick. Made the mistake of just Googling live sex show first. And I had to specify you, uh, Edge and Lita. <laughs> you, had that, you had that really close, close by and handy, huh? No, I just had Google. I literally just put this yeah, on here. That was okay, yeah. so I'm like, on your like that. Thought you were just sharing your desktop there. Rob lost his voice for a minute. So did you want me to bring that back up, Rob? I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's Piper watching right now, Rob. Oh gosh, bless you. You just really hey Piper! Turn that junk <laughs> off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that is your moments from history <laughs> in wrestling that uh, just occurred. We're celebrating the anniversaries. It's a uh, just a it's a good time to be alive. And uh, Piper, go to bed. <laughs> it's only it's only going to get uh, get worse from here. Uh, yeah, I see Jerry Lawler mentioned in there, James Lawrence, and uh, I think John Stallman uh, pointed hey, it out Piper, or Jason Fight. Piper, what's up? We're talking about the latest Pixar movies. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about Soul and uh, Frozen. Is a good Piper? Soul is a good yeah. film. Yeah, that was a good one. Who are you looking at over there? I'm looking out. Uh, oh, my son, Noah. Come on, Dan. Hey, Stop what's up, Noah? How's it going? Going good. How about yourself? It's you all right. All, are you guys all just wearing black? That's, pretty uh, much that's what we do, man. You know, we're, I mean, I'm part of the team. Sith, maybe team Sith. Mine's not full black. <laughs> well, mine oh, is yeah. Yours. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> All right, Are you making Noah babysit Piper? Is that what's happening? Because <laughs> she needs a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. We know what trouble she gets yeah, into. Coming to visit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so okay, so yeah, anyway, Brian Christopher's birthday was also to get today. I did include that because, well, if I'm just being frank with you, it felt kind of sad actually, like just including anybody that was already passed away, especially in you know, just certain situations. I don't know, I just I left him off the list, but since he got brought up in the chat, we'll also say it's Brian Christopher's birthday as well, son of Jerry the Key Lawler, uh, member of Too Cool. Remember them, former WWF tag team champions. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, let's talk about 
some news, shall we? Some actual news for the world of professional wrestling. Uh, let's see. Where do we start? How about this? Dalton Castle. This is according to The Observer, former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Dalton Castle is a free agent as of right now. He uh, was reported first on Wrestling Inc., and uh, according to them, the 34-year-old has a good offer from ROH, but is exploring all of his options. Uh, Castle was part of the company's recent pure title tournament, losing in the first round to Jay Lethal. Since then, he defeated Brian Johnson, but lost to Brody King and Ray Horace. His last appearance was on the losing end of a 10-man tag on the Christmas show. Uh, Castle has primarily worked for ROH since 2013. He defeated Cody Rhodes for the world title at 2017's final battle before eventually losing it to Jay Lethal in June of 2018. Also held the six-man tag titles with the boys before losing them to the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. So Dalton Castle, free agent. Uh, yeah, that's that's bittersweet for me. I um, <clears throat> I'm a huge Dalton Castle fan. I uh, when I first I've, I've talked about this before, but when I first became uh, I first ventured away from WWE back during you know Cody Rhodes time in Ring of Honor, uh, Bullet Club, that kind of stuff. Um, he was a very prominent part, and I actually saw uh, live when he he won that title from Cody Rhodes. It was great, great feud they had and great title change obviously Cody was kind of on his way out anyways um but I you know I've I've recently as we talk about all, all the time been really reintroduced to Ring of Honor and one of the things I was most excited about was seeing Dalton Castle but I quickly learned that his place in the in the promotion and and in the in the uh, storylines has been um severely mitigated and uh so you know I, I say, as we do for a lot of guys, good for him. Uh, if he can go out there and, and get some more exposure, he definitely deserves it because he's one of those guys that, I mean, you know, obviously it'd be cool to see him in the NWA, but, um, you know, even AEW or NXT would be a great place, I think, for him to shine. Um, he's just He's got the personality, the charisma, uh, just a really, really great guy in the ring, too. Um, so I, I'm excited wherever he ends up, but you know, I, I kind of was eager to see him climb back into prominence in Ring of Honor because because he's you know highly decorated there and has a lot of clout. But uh, I think I think uh, the best is yet to come for him. Yeah, he's what we call he's what we call a five tool athlete, man. This Joker's got it all. He's got charisma, he can work, he gets quick. You know, he can do magic tricks, which is one of the five tools. And he, he's, he's awesome. I love Dalton Castle. You know, free agent. Anytime I see free agent, I'm like, that's the new word for unemployed. And it perplexes me that a guy like that a guy like Dalton Castle should ever be unemployed. Someone will get him. I hope it's the NWA. It wouldn't hurt my feelings to see him in AEW. I think he'd be a great fit there. But this guy, man, if you guys are unaware and if you don't follow Ring of Honor, go back. Go back, do yourself a favor, do a fa do do your do a favor to the wrestling community and watch his great body of work. Because Dalton Castle, we've been talking about it, the three of us. This guy is a superstar, man. He is one of my absolute favorites. And uh, gosh, man, please, Billy Corgan, please, please <laughs> Dalton Castle. You want to talk about you want to talk about a feud? Can you imagine Nick Aldis and Dalton Castle? Oh, Can God, you imagine that would be brilliant. the contrast of styles? That would be brilliant, man. 
the business, the the focus on ring integrity, the generalship versus the the you know just extravagance, the opulence of a of, of a Dalton Castle. That right there, mm-hmm. man, is yep. look what I just did. Thank you, Billy. Look at, uh, go look ahead, at Billy. Hey, I'll go ahead and pay me. Yeah, send me my check. <laughs> send me my <laughs> stimulus money, man. That, <laughs> Stimmy. My stimula. <laughs> oh. He looks like a yeah. guy who would fit with AEW as well and stuff like that. But I yeah, front row mentioning uh the boys that he he you know was with before uh had a tryout in December uh with uh WWE. So maybe they could reunite over there as well. But I don't know. Ring of Honor seems pretty dead set on they're locking down their their talent right now. So I, I don't doubt that like the article said that uh, the observer that he got a good offer. So maybe he's just yeah. wanting to test the waters a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think Rob, to your point, you know, free agent is, is thrown around there a lot. And the, the important differentiation is uh, free agent by choice or not, not by choice. Um, mm-hmm. And right. for him, it sounds like it's, it's, it's a choice. He, he, it, it, you know, if the reports are accurate, which we're not in any place to confirm or deny that, but uh, he had a pretty handsome offer um, but it just totally makes sense to me that, you know, looking at his body of work and looking at, uh, you know, where he's been, the trajectory of his career in Ring of Honor, um, I, I can see from his perspective how he would feel like, you know, he's probably peaked. He's He's been at the top of the mountain and has kind of come back down and, you know, he could make his way back up there and Ring of Honor is a great company, but uh, I can totally understand where he his his mindset would be. Uh, similar to a lot of guys who are looking at the wrestling landscape right now and, and looking at all the options. I mean, this is the first time in decades that there's been numerous options that are, are prominent with TV deals, not only TV deals, but crossover opportunities. You know, I mean, we, we haven't talked a ton about this, but I mean, you look at, you know, if you're if you're a wrestler right now and a free agent, you, you can look at things like, OK, you could go sign with Impact and appear on AEW and vice versa. You know what I mean? Uh, I think there's a, 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 a budding partnership with uh, New Japan now that their ownership's changed over uh, with New Japan and AEW. And so you could potentially go to Japan and still appear, you know, on on AEW and, and things like that. So it's 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 a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a wrestler if you are of the caliber of somebody like a, a Dalton Castle. Um, so. You know, I feel like he's got the cloud at this point to go go test the waters, and he should. Yeah, and I see you front row. You're right. I, I misspoke. Free free agent doesn't mean unemployed. It means basically self employed uh, right now. You know, you're 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 uh, you're negotiating for yourself, and you're you can go uh, you know come and go as you please, and and you're looking for that contract. But I imagine most of those guys would would, would like to have some guaranteed money. So uh, it, it means self employed, but practically. Practically speaking, you know, you know, th- these guys definitely want a contract somewhere. That's true. Um, and I'm not going off of no evidence for this. I mean, Ring of Honor's been working pretty hard uh, to re-sign a bunch of talent. So I be- that, that I think that that's probably why we can assume it's correct information that he was given an offer, I'm sure. Uh, Rob, you'll be happy to know they sent on a press release just, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, saying that Ring of Honor is pleased to announce that Hot Sauce Tracy Williams has re-signed with the company. Nice. 
Uh, one of the top pal for pal grapplers as strikers in pro wrestling. Williams is among those at the forefront of the pure wrestling revolution in ROH and is coming off the best year of his 11 year career. He made it to the finals of the recent pure title tournament where he engaged in a technical wrestling classic against Jonathan Gresham. Williams had defeated two time former ROH world champion Jay Lethal in the block finals. Subsequently, Williams, Gresham, Lethal, and Rhett Titus formed the Foundation, a faction committed to restoring honor to ROH. Williams made his ROH debut at Survival of the Fittest in 2018 and signed with the company shortly thereafter. So they have signed a new agreement with Tracy Williams. Hot Sauce is going to be in ROH for a while, Rob. I love it, man. And I think this is like it was one of the coolest stables in wrestling. Uh, they, are, they are both a... They're a faction that's also a movement. You know what I mean? They stand for something, which I think is is has all the makings for a phenomenal uh, heel faction. You know, I, you know what my opinion is on faces and heels, but I think <laughs> the guys that are like they're they're ideologues, they're uh, they're you know they're uh, evangelical about it. They're they're fanatic about it. They're almost Sith like in their devotion to. Uh, the pure rules, which means that anybody who deviates the, is persona non grata. They're going to be, I, I think we're, we're going to see one of the, 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 the makings of one of the great heel organizations in wrestling right now. I love this group. I love the fact that it was born out of even like uh, mutual competition between Gresham and, and him, you know, and uh, I, I just think this is really a, uh, an insightful thing. It's like, to me, like, that group and uh, what like Gargano's doing in NXT and what uh, what uh, uh, the influencers are doing in Impact, I think that's freaking awesome, man. Those are some of the best stables, I think. Most creative, insightful, entertaining. Uh, and then I would throw in like uh, like whatever Dylan McQueen does is freaking entertaining. Whatever he does, his heelishness, I think, this devotion to a movement and a cause, I, I love it, man. This is This is a good thing. This is coming right off the heels of uh, ROH. I mean, just over the past several days, they've announced uh, re-signing to new deals. Uh, Mark Haskins, Bandito, Amy Rose, Bateman, Brian Johnson, and Sumi Sakai. Uh, so they, they've been locking people down here lately. They're trying to, I guess, just uh, get a solid foundation for what their roster is going to look like going into the new year. So... Very cool of ROH, though. I mean, they've got the money. They're you know they're backed by some uh, financially capable people, so uh, it's interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, speaking of resides, Brian Myers has officially signed with uh, Impact Wrestling. Myers confirmed uh, the other afternoon on Twitter that he has signed with the promotion. He says uh, here on this tweet, you can see thanks for the money, Eddie. Uh, he's referring to Anthem Wrestling President Ed. Nordholm, you just made the best decision of your life. You now have a work course in the prime of his career with a massive chip on his shoulder signed to your roster. The most professional wrestler. Impact Wrestling is now mine. Uh, Myers made appearances for the promotion since July. In August, he challenged uh, Impact World Champion Eddie Edwards. Uh, he lost that match uh, back at Turning Point this past November. He, uh, he fought and beat Swaggle. Uh, after resigning with WWE in 2016, Myers, uh, who was, of course, Kurt Hawkins in WWE, he'd uh, been on the Raw brand teaming with Zack Ryder again, a.k.a. Matt Cardona. Uh, both were released in April 
from the company uh, with the WWE citing COVID-19 as the reason for the releases. So cool to see uh, him land somewhere. Brian Myers is signed with Impact. And uh, it's just fascinating considering he was born, as you can see here in this picture, with no elbows. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> I like that Will enjoyed that joke. <laughs> Thank you. I, just, I, just wasn't, right. expecting, I wasn't expecting it because you, you've been you've just been really serious tonight for some reason. <laughs> very journalistic and very like straight down the middle. And, and try to give these people a real news show. <laughs> it's like somebody must have. I think somebody pulled uh, Gary to the side this week or something. Yeah, All so those. Hey, man. hey Gary, look, man, here's, here's what's gonna have to happen. Right? Jokes. Yeah, yeah. Quit being we're, a, we're a legitimate wrestling news show now. You're undermining us. Quit being, quit being an idiot. <laughs> you know, let let Rob and Will do that. We need you to be. <laughs> I'll be the straight man. All right. I got yeah. uh, yesterday, uh, I didn't get to see this. I don't know if you guys did. I know a lot of our uh, our crew got to see it. A lot of our people. Uh, the uh, impact Super X Cup happened yesterday. Um, that's a tournament that's been on hold since like 2017 but apparently if anything the pandemic has brought back wrestling tournaments and so they are everywhere right now <laughs> and uh this year ace austin defeated blake christian to win the 2021 super x cup uh other matches on the show included jordan grace defeated jazz uh and what i hear was a banger of a match and then if it's her last match it was a great one to go out on um Jordan and Jazz were in that knockouts tag uh, tournament and lost in the semifinals. And so Jordan, right after, challenged Jazz out of respect, like just to say she wanted to wrestle Jazz. And so um, so they had their match. Jordan Grace ended up coming out on top there. And uh, Willie Mack defeated Moose in an I quit match. But really what happened there was uh, Moose had Willie Mack down and was just beating the hell out of him with chairs. And uh, Rich Swan came in the ring and tried to get Moose to stop and said, if you'll quit, I'll give you a title shot. And so Moose agreed and said, okay, I quit. And lost the match there. So he has promised a world championship match against Rich Swan um, sometime coming up. But not immediately because Impact's next big show is hard to kill on January the 16th. And we... Hopefully with Rob, we'll see. But at least Will and I, we're going to be covering it with you guys. You guys are going to come hang out with us. We're going to do a watch party and a recap show like we like to do now on some of these things. And we're going to cover Impact's Hard to Kill. I've been trying to watch Impact. I want to watch Impact. I'm excited to see what's going on on Impact. So I'm going to jump in with this pay-per-view and hope to God that I can find the freaking TV show <laughs> to keep up with it afterwards. Yeah, it's on fight, right? Is it going to be on fight? Yeah, it'll be on fight TV. You'll be able to watch the thing. Uh, right now, matches announced for Hard to Kill. You got Eric Young and Dieter and Joe Doring. They're taking on Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, and Cousin Jake in a old school rules match. I 100% don't know what that means, but that's a thing that's happening. It's, it's rules from the old school, Gary. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's right there. Right there in does the one of you have a cop outside, or is that just me? I was hearing a sign. Do you have a cop outside? <laughs> no, I hope I don't. Because <laughs> if you do, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, the Karate Man is going to be taking on Ethan Page. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. And uh, you've got not the same guy. No, not the same guy. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles are taking on Havoc and Navia for the uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship final match. Uh, so one good. of these. Good to see Tasha Steeles making her. That's way. what I'm saying. Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles. NWA alumnus right there. I want her to win this thing. Bring that bacon back home to the hashtag NWA fan, baby. I'm there you go. For, I'm rooting for you. Uh, other matches in the lineup. Eddie Edwards taking on Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre. Oof. So that's going to be interesting. See if those two go at it. We had to get special permission from the state athletic, uh, athletic commission because massacres <laughs> were outlawed about six years ago. So they had to get special uh a special waiver from the state athletic commission to even hold this match. Nice. Good information, Rob. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, whoops. Sorry. Deanna Perrazzo taking on Taya Valkyrie for the knockouts championship. Well, defending the knockouts championship. That's also happening on Saturday, January 16th. And let's see a couple more matches in there. Of course, we have got an X Division Championship match. Manic is defending against Chris Bay and Rohit Raju in a triple threat there. X Division Championship match. That's going to be a lot of fun, I imagine. And I then finally, Manic, I don't think Manic's getting beat anytime soon, just so you know. I think Manic's going to. Uh, this Joker, that, that's, that's one of the hottest commodities in Impact right now. I love, I love, I love Manic. That's cool, man. Uh, Chris Bay is awesome, too. I mean, all three of those guys are actually really good, but you may be right about Manic. He, uh, he's uh, he's on fire right now. And uh, finally, the main event of that evening is going to be the Elite. The uh, Good Brothers are going to be teaming up with Kenny Omega. They're taking on Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. That's going to be a banger of a match, too, I feel like. And that's all taking place on Saturday, January 16th. And you can come to this YouTube channel and hang out with us and watch it along with us. Just just hang out with us. It'll be fun. We'll watch it together. We'll enjoy it. And then we'll talk about it afterwards. Hmm. All right, good. I'm glad everybody's yeah. excited about it. <laughs> yes, correct. That I'm is all correct. To be here, man. Saturday, man. Saturday, man. He, Gary's like, hey, can we do this? I was like, bro, come on, man. Are you going to get me? I've been sleeping on that couch for so long. I'm trying to get back in Tanya's good graces. Saturday's our night, man. We're supposed to be going out to eat that night. I'm going to try to be here. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with well, something. Listen, here's here's the way I'm telling it to my wife. It's like nights like this. What we want to do is try to be flexible sometimes if we can. I'm not I'm not rubbing this in your face, Rob. I'm just mm. saying. Um, mm. We're, uh, you know, if we, if we cover, if we cover impact that night, we probably won't do a Sunday show. We'll just do Saturday. We'll yeah, just Sunday no good, man. Cause Sunday's like a Sunday. We got our show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're you're following, Rob. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. She's like, man, you give these jokers like seven, eight hours a week, and then you talk to them every day. I don't. I see you maybe an hour a week. I was like, come on, baby, don't be like that. It ain't like that, baby girl. But it's, a, on, but it's a good, but it's a good hour, though, right? Look what Rock says. He's in here saying dinner at five, pay per view at eight, man. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna try my best. Okay. You can you can hop in late if you need to. 
we'll we'll be on for a while. So thank you, front row. Front row's got his priority straight. Of course, you're going to be at dinner with Mrs. Front Row. You better not. I don't want to see you that day, dude. If you if I see you that day, I'm gonna disown you. And I love you. Do, maybe they choose to do the birthday stuff another night, Rob. They may, but that's up to Mrs. Front Row. You don't well, sure, you don't see sure, for her. Yeah. And 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 Front Row's priority is with her that night. I am not going to be offended. See here, I'm already tipping my hand like I'm going to be here. I'm not going to be offended if I don't see you that night, Front Row. You owe that night to your beautiful wife, your bride. Y'all go have fun. Go out to the club. Go take her, uh, take her to eat. Take her to Target. I know women love Target. Y'all have a great time, man. We'll be okay. <laughs> oh, Target. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying cool. to be. I'm not trying to stereotype. I just know all the women in my house. That includes Tanya, my wife. That includes Piper. That includes Petra and our cat. They all love Target. <laughs> all <laughs> of them. Cats, so. cats are crazy about Target, man. Uh, yeah, Jason Fight thinks Moose should be Impact Champ. I'm gonna uh, second that. I was thinking about this when I saw that X Division. Uh, or not X Division, the uh, X Cup brought up. Just to throw it back to Impact for a second, uh, we can talk about birthdays after. But uh, the uh, when I saw Moose getting a title shot, I was like, freaking finally, Moose deserves a title shot. And honestly, I would be so much more intrigued. And this is no, again, I, I'm trying not to knock anybody here, but I feel like it would be so much more intriguing with Kenny on a title hunt like trying to collect championships and he was going to have to go up against Moose uh, and try to get that impact uh, world championship. That'd be pretty impressive. I think Rob just laughing over in the corner. I'm just, I'm just reading front rows comments, man. I'm like, you dude, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Sorry. You'll see it in a second. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> uh, well, uh, I will say this. And uh, if you, if you like talking, to us and, and you're you can't make the show sometimes like uh like like rob said or whatever then uh there's another way you can do that we'd love to have you you can join our discord if you haven't already so make sure you do that we'd uh we'd love to have you join our discord the uh it's a it's a great community i think there's a little logo for it, but uh, just join up and hang out. You can talk to us all anytime. All you got to do is hit that at this is Dr. Stinson and he'll respond. Maybe. I don't know. He might. <laughs> I'll respond. I'm if, on there. If you respond to me, I stuff. promise you I will tag you in everything I ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. One dude, one dude said, man, the, the one dude who unfriended me a couple of weeks ago over some Nick Aldis debate stuff is like, thank, thank God I don't have to get your freaking Twitter spam anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you do not say that about my daughter that is not twitter spam i'm trying to include you, <laughs> you um but yeah so so definitely check out discord if you're not familiar with it it's easy to learn it's just like uh old school chat room basically and there's different channels for everything we got a, ch a channel for every brand you can talk about WWE, New Japan, AEW, whatever you want to talk about. Of course, the NWA is there. We got life stuff in there, music, memes, and just general conversation, just whatever you want to talk about. Uh, and you can hang out with fellow wrestling community members. And uh, I think it's a lot of fun. So you should check it out. It's our pinned tweet. If you go to at this or TIPW show, 
on our Twitter page. It's the pinned tweet right at the top. There's a link to it. Just click there or just DM one of us. We'll get you in. And uh, it's fun. And now I've been, I discovered custom emojis this past week. So I've been making those. It's and, been a wild uh, ride. Yeah. Just uh, trying to have fun. Just making, making ways to react with Goldberg's face and stuff like that. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we all wanted. <laughs> right so uh yeah come hang out with us on the discord i think you'll enjoy it it's uh it's cool and we're, we've, we we officially made some cool moderation rules thanks to will getting a rule set up and uh so we keep it civil everybody's cool and uh never gets personal and mean if you want a positive wrestling community we've got one for you come hang out with us Oh, let's see here. Rock says, saying, Dr. Rob out to eat while the show is on will be like episode of Home Improvement when Tim brought Jill out to eat during the Lions game, sneaking <laughs> devices in to follow along. Yeah, he'll have piece in. We were there the other night, man. I was trying to get my little comments in, but I was like, <laughs> what you doing? No, no, no. I'm looking at the weather, man. It says it's going to be snowing tomorrow. <laughs> I can see uh, Rob. Rob's like at the table. He's got like a little earpiece in, like trying to. And he like turns around every once in a while, tries to contribute. Be like, I just put my hand like this on him. Like, hey. oh, cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, ah, that's amazing. What are you talking about, Rob? Oh yeah, I'm talking about your your lip gloss. It's amazing. We just see him from his phone, like it's like down under the table. We're just looking yes. at him. You're just like, <laughs> like it's like. Oh man, now I'm thinking about home improvement, man. That's taking me back to the good old days. Things were simple. There you go. Um, I love that, Roxas. Thank you for that, man. That, that, that was funny. I don't know if uh, Brian Rose is in here yet. I don't think I see him. So now would be a perfect time. We can talk about <laughs> some uh, WWE real quick if you guys want to. Let's talk about some WWE. I know we got some WWE fans. Oh, man. Well, you know, this seems to be par for the course for Rob lately. He just doesn't show up for anything anymore. Sorry. Sorry, Rob. Rob, come on back now. Stop you playing. He might have really took a a break. He just didn't tell us. Oh, Oh, you did that. I did that. I took him out. All right. Whatever. Let's move into some WWE talk with or without Rob. Uh, the uh, Let's see. Where do we start? I guess we'll start with WWE is bringing back the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, that's going to be taking place here pretty soon. Uh, this is courtesy of WrestleZone. They're saying the grand tradition of NXT's premier... Tag Team Tournament continues in 2021 with the announcements of the 10th of 2021 Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. They've announced the lineup, which includes everyone from North American champion Johnny Gargano to Adam Cole to the Bollywood Boys. The champions from last year's tournament will not be a part of the action as Matt Riddle has moved on to team with Jeff Hardy on the main roster and Pete Dunne is currently aligned with Pat McAfee following a heel turn. They're their opponents in the finals, the Grizzled Young Veterans, do have an opportunity to redeem themselves in this year's tournament. The teams currently advertised for this year's bracket are August Gray and Kurt Stallion, the Bollywood Boys, Breezango, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, Everrise, the Grizzled Young Veterans, Imperium, Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott, Kushida and Leon Ruth, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Roderick Stoll, Stoll, Stroll, Adderick Cole and Roderick. Yeah, we 
<laughs> and the way Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. <laughs> the tournament begins this coming Wednesday with the following first round matchups The Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Got it. Rod Roderick. <laughs> I was just making sure I got it. Versus Frizango, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango. And they're going to have the Grizzled Young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, versus Everize, Matt Martell and Chase Parker. So those are all taking place this Wednesday on NXT. Uh, some of the sh matches are apparently going to be taking place on 205 Live as well. Or maybe those matches are. I don't know. Anyway, 205 Live is going to be having some of these tag team tournament matches. But Will, tag team action, tag team tournament. There you go. Yeah, excited. Uh, they always do a really good job, I think, with the, the Dusty Classic. Um, and... You know, I think a lot of that is is in part just because of the the uh, the uh, honor that they're paying and the tribute to uh, the great American dream, Dusty Rhodes. But, uh, you know, any any time tag team wrestling can be spotlighted, uh, I'm happy about it. So I'm excited to see how that goes. It's it's another another tournament, as you mentioned. This is the, the year for tournaments, it seems like. But. Uh, this is one that, that I usually typically always enjoy. So looking forward to it. I guess this would be the time to announce that we too at this is pro wrestling are having a, uh, are having a bearded trio tournament. <laughs> the three of us <laughs> are entering into a tournament, single elimination. <laughs> I get, I get, the first, I get a first round by cause I'm the number one seed. Uh, Oldest. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, I, I, I love it, man. I love the Dusty Rhodes Classic, man. That's that's fantastic. Um, and I see a lot of chat in there about the uh, the women having a classic too. Great stuff, man. And mm -hmm. I don't think if this is the year of tournaments, I think that if you can take one thing around from twenty uh, one thing away from the year twenty twenty and replicate it, we need more tournaments, man. Tournaments, you can never go wrong with a tournament, man. Anytime that's you how can, I always feel it's like you know, immediately man? an easy. You're yeah. working for something. It's yeah, it's it's a great way. I mean, you know, it's no secret that we're fans of prize fight wrestling. Uh, a tournament is the perfect prize fight storyline. I mean, you, you get a bunch of people, a bunch of great matches, and they're all going after a prize, you know. So I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's the epitome of prize fighting. So it it has been really great. I mean, from from the uh UWN tournament that that we covered, um that still hasn't completed, but that's, you know, not really in their control right now. Um, but that and, uh, you know, the pure tournament and, and ring of honor, um, and now this, and it's, it's just been, you know, I think, uh, AEW did, you know, a couple of different tournament style, uh, challenges and things like that. So it's, it, it has been really cool and it does, it, it creates stakes for every match along the way. So if they're done right, you know, and they, they actually make sense, then I, I'm all for them. I love a good tournament. Yeah. I mean, you, and if you're a, if you're a booker or a shot caller sitting there, you're like, man, I don't have any ideas. The, the, here, here it is. Tournament. We'll do a tournament. Yeah. All you gotta I, and I know it's Royal Rumble season, but you guys know where I stand on battle Royals. Royal Rumble is a little bit different because of the history and the, the connotation, but I am a much bigger proponent of doing a tournament. If you got a bunch of people that you want to put in the hat for a single prize, I would much rather there be a tournament than a battle Royal. So yeah, could have been the year of battle Royals, but yeah, I'm with you, man. hundred percent, hundred percent, a million percent. 
Well, I guess you can't social distance in a battle royal, so you can't really do that. Mm. <laughs> Everybody wears masks. <laughs> oh, let's see what else news-wise do we have for the WWE real quick. We can uh, jump into... Oh, uh, <coughs> I guess it's worth mentioning, if you didn't catch SmackDown, we're, we're going to talk about one thing for SmackDown here in just a minute. But and I know y'all want to talk about it. But first of all, also let's acknowledge that Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode have won the tag team championships over there from uh, uh, the Street Profits. They're calling themselves the Dirty Dogs. Those guys, there they are. What are the tag? Hey, team are problems? we uh, uh, are we done talking about the Royal Rumble, or is that another segment later on? We got something else to talk about there. I don't know if you actually hear words that I'm saying. Am I on mute? I don't know. I just said there's another thing I know we want to talk about. So, just looking at hold my your mind. damn horses, Rob. I was looking at my MySpace. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, we will talk about the Royal Rumble in just one second. I, I did want to mention, uh, just a, according to this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting that uh, – I just love that picture – uh, Daniel Bryan has been pushing for more NXT talent to be brought up to SmackDown, uh, and he's been met with a bunch of opposition. Meltzer said that Bryan, who is involved in creative, has got pushback due to the poor track record of those brought up over the last few years. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's that's laughable. Go ahead. Yeah, it just says Vince McMahon loses interest in call-ups soon after they debut and the number of main roster talent who don't currently have a role on the TV is large. So Wednesday's uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, Meltzer said Damian Priest was set to be called up to SmackDown on relatively short notice as Kevin Owens' best friend in order to help him in his feud with Roman Reigns. However, Owens actually thought that plan didn't make sense as they don't have anything in common, which Roman Reigns also agreed with. At last word, Priest was scheduled to be brought up to Raw at some point later this month. Also, on this week's newsletter, Meltzer said that Rhea Ripley's loss to Raquel Gonzalez on Wednesday on New Year's Evil was to write her off of NXT for a main roster call-up as well. But, uh, yeah, I think Daniel Bryan's thing, from what I've been seeing in different spots, is he's wanting to uh, – he's just looking to wrestle, man. Like, he's wanting to have fun wrestling and so i think he sees a lot of people in the nxt roster and he wants to get into some feuds and that sort of thing i don't think he even intends to try to be like a top dog over in smackdown i think he just wants to have fun feuds and and that sort of thing i I think i mean i don't think they'd ever do it just because the caliber of 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 name and star that daniel bryan is but man i i'd be willing to bet if he if it was in his power he would go to nxt full-time and just have some killer matches with that roster i I think he would want that Uh, i think you're right i don't think i think at this point in his career after his his long uh you know semi-retirement and and return he's just looking to have fun and he's just looking to have good matches and do what he loves to do i don't think he's interested in being top of the food chain and being a spectacle of any kind i think he he understands uh, I, I think I think when he was gone, he didn't miss the spotlight as much as he just missed working. And so now that he's got the opportunity to work, he wants to work against anyone and everyone. And right now, like like a lot of us, he's looking at NXT going, that's where the good in-ring stuff is. That's where I want to be. 
Um, so, and just for clarification, when you said that, and the reason I bust that laughing, were you saying that he's been pushing for NXT talent to come up and he's been getting pushed back from, from WWE about them not painting out when they get there? Is that what you were saying? You're on mute. God, what is wrong with me? Um, I, I'm just going to stop hitting it and just just deal with it. Um, anyway, it, it made it. I mean, the way that Dave Meltzer put it, it made it sound like he's getting uh, opposition from some people like in creative and that sort of thing just because Vince loses interest in them. Okay. And so, like, it, I, it just. Because at first I thought, you know, he was getting pushed back from like Vince. And I'm like, well, Vince, you're you're the one destroying these people when they get there. So don't like, like I don't just yeah. But um, man, yeah, I think that's where his head is at, and I and I totally can see that because he's, I mean, Daniel Bryan's just one of those guys that uh, you, you look at his entire career from from Ring of Honor to WWE and everything he's accomplished. He's he he likes to put on good work in the ring and. Uh, he was fortunate enough to gain the popularity he gained organically, uh, wasn't even planned or, or shoved in our faces to be on top of the mountain like he was. But uh, I think he's just interested in, in putting on some good matches. So I don't know. I hope he keeps pushing for it. He doesn't seem like a guy that, that backs down mm-hmm. from, from stuff like that. So he'll probably keep advocating and uh, hopefully he can he can help some of those guys really, really make a name for themselves, too. Perhaps some of our people in the chat have more information on this, but I've been looking a lot about Daniel Bryan as the contract's apparently coming up very like relatively soon. And so some people are kind of questioning what he's going to end up doing. He's made his first priority as far as, uh, as far as Dave Meltzer, the stuff I've seen Dave Meltzer saying that like, he's really just kind of considering himself like basically retired, uh, that he's, um, really caught up in being a dad right now. Like that's what he wants to do. Like that's his first priority. Um, the, so some people are speculating, you know, he's not going to resign with WWE and then he's just going to take that opportunity to travel when he feels like doing it and having the matches and feuds he feels like having and that sort of thing. Uh, just taking full advantage of that. Now, I knew she could do is in his star power and stuff like that. He could, probably set his own deal wherever he wants to go, I would imagine. So I guess we'll see, but maybe WWE makes him some super offer. It's interesting. Like he seems like more interested in just having fun rather than making a lot of money. He's always had that like minimalist attitude anyway, but um, he's also in the betting odds right now, I believe number one in the betting on who's going to win the Royal rumble. So uh, that's that's also interesting. So I don't know. Who knows what's going on with Daniel Bryan? That's crazy. So I guess he'd go on to face uh, Adam Pierce for the Universal Title. Well, it's funny you mentioned it. There it is. There it is. Now we're going to address it. So now we're going to address it. We had to work our way into it. SmackDown's had some pretty cool stuff going on. I have to give them credit for that. They've they've not been bad. And one of the things that they've got going for it is obviously Roman Reigns and the family, the head of the table thing that's been going on um, here recently. And uh, that's been a big deal. And here lately, Paul Heyman as well, who's been like schooling people over on ta- uh, Talking Smack. But anyway, I say all that to get to this point, that uh, this past week on SmackDown, 
they had a gauntlet match to try to determine who's going to face Roman Reigns on at the Royal Rumble uh, for the heavyweight championship. And it looks like, I mean, although he put in a great performance, Shinsuke Nakamura in the final round, uh, due to some help from the family, uh, was eliminated. And Adam Pierce won that match and will go on to the Royal Rumble. Adam Pierce is taking on Roman Reigns, former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, retired since like 2014, is going to be taking on Roman Reigns for that WWE Heavyweight Championship. Rob, I see it getting all amped. How you feeling about that? Be still my heart, baby. (laughs) Be still my heart. All right. (laughs) Can we talk real right now? Can we can we quit? We only talk real, Rob. This right here, I must commend the WWE for this. This right here, if you want to like set, if you want to like put 2021 on the right trajectory, you did it right here. You nailed it. This right here is a dream match. The only thing that could have made this better for me would have been Pierce versus Aldis. But Pierce versus Roman Reigns. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I couldn't believe it. And and Gary will tell you, I saw it in the Discord. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, hold, what? This is epic. Now, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Shinsuke Nakamura is my boy. I would love to have seen that too. I've been high on him. I think he's, I think he's going to be a power and a force for years to come. But Adam Pierce, Scrap Iron, my man, one of the great NWA champions, arguably on the Mount Rushmore. He's on many people's route, but he's probably on, I would venture to say he's probably on J. Cal's Mount Rushmore. He's probably on Nick Aldis's Mount, Mount Rushmore. This is one of the greats. And I only wish that they would acknowledge like the fact that this guy is a five-time world's heavyweight champion. I wish that that would come out at some point, especially since we know that Triple H respects the NWA World's Championship so much. But the only thing that can make this better for me is Aldis versus Pierce. Pierce versus Roman Reigns? Are you kidding me? This is the Super Bowl. This is this is epic. I cannot wait it. And I'm telling you, man, just like I said about Tasha Steeles, Adam Pierce, you know me. You know I love you. Please, please bring that title back home to your hashtag NWA fan, man. I cannot wait to see this. This is a freaking great Christmas gift to the world of pro wrestling. This is freaking dope. I'm pumped. You can tell I'm pumped right now, man. This is big time. The only criticism I saw from it is like during the victory, Michael Cole uh, mentioned that uh, Adam Pierce wasn't good enough to make it in WWE, and uh, that that ruffled some feathers, I think. Uh, but- yeah, I hate, that was stupid. But 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 uh, you know there that obviously, I mean, there have been people that have argued that people very close to me and you, Gary, who have argued that very point, and I cannot believe it. <laughs> well, me? You talking I, about me? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Any, I'm not going to say any names. But his initials are Hey, it's Will. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not initials. Listen, okay. I'll I'll weigh in here first. Number one, okay, I am. Hold on. Hold on hold I on. am. I am as excited as you are, Rob, that this is happening because. Uh, I have been increasingly excited by Adam Pierce's role 
in WWE and the uh, spotlight he's been getting. I think he deserves it. Uh, I was listening to an interview with him not long ago where he was talking about his role in WWE and everything he does as a producer uh, gets there hours before everyone else helps put the shows together. I mean, Adam Pierce is uh, not only a, a decorated accomplished professional wrestler, but he's got a mind for wrestling. And obviously that's been recognized. My, my uh, rub with, with you guys apparently was my defense. And I never thought I'd defend Michael Cole, but my defense of his statement saying that uh, Adam Pierce was never good enough to be in WWE. Technically that's a true statement um, because he never made it when that far when he was a performer, but I also liked it. And I don't, when I say I liked it, I like it from a kayfabe storyline perspective, because what I think they're doing is they are uh, continuing to paint him in the storyline as, as more of an underdog. He's already an underdog because he's retired and he's, you know, he's not a an active wrestler, but I think that throws some fuel on the fire from a storyline perspective. And as a fan, I'm watching that and that makes me like Adam Pierce even more. So when I defend it, I'm not defending it saying like, Oh, he was never good enough. I've seen enough of Adam Pierce's career to know he could have been a, a force to be reckoned with in the WWE. But what I'm saying is the statement Michael Cole made was a part of building a storyline and a narrative that I think is effective. B is technically not wrong. So that's my defense. I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. Hopefully I prefaced it enough by saying how excited I am, how much respect I have for Adam Pierce. But that comment alone, that was my that was my pushback on that. Well, hold on right there, Will. And Gary, and we'll check your private chat. There's a message from somebody else in the thing that you need to see. Oh gosh. <clears throat> but but let me let me call you out right now, Will. Okay. You stop right there. Saying that, oh, he's got a mind for wrestling is like saying, oh, yeah, that girl, I like her. She's okay, but she's got a really good personality. Bull crap, man. Bull crap. We <laughs> you scared no, Gary off. Go ahead. Let me have it. I can't. I can't tell you. No, no. Listen, I got my earbuds in. I can hear you. I just gotta. I gotta walk over. Me, did you just say he wasn't good enough because he didn't make it? In the WWE, is that what you just said? I said that that's a true, that's an accurate statement from a kayfabe storyline perspective. Yes. So you just made a truism. You said he's he he, he was not good enough because he didn't make it. All you know, I, I said he actually was good enough. I said that the statement Michael Cole made is not inaccurate. What did Michael Cole from, say? That remind me what Michael he, Cole said. He said he never made it to WWE. But he said he wasn't good enough. Well, he did that's, say that. that's a take. That's one take. It's not necessarily my take, but well, I think that pretty that much way. that's the way the wrestling com community took it. And yeah. I'm like, well, no, they did because just read, read, read the Discord. Everybody blew up about that. I think you're the one person well, that didn't take it that way. Will well, I mean, I'm not shocked that everybody in a hashtag NWA fam Discord blew up about that. Obviously, we're all a little biased. Well, we're all biased. This isn't a, a, yeah. a thing about objectivity, but I'm talking about if you, if you take your bias, I'll take your bias. We're talking about a five-time world champion, bro. You tell me he's not. You tell me Nick Aldis hasn't made it. Is he not good enough to make it? Nick Aldis would go in and dominate Roman Reigns. 
he would go in and run that show. Adam, I agree. Adam Pierce would have gone in in 1999 and dominated the WWE. Agreed. And I, I know no one's expecting it, but I think Adam Pierce has the tools, the experience. I think he's going to come out with that championship, man. I really believe that. Dude, I'll be the first one partying if that happens. All I'm talking about is the comment. And I look at things, when I look at pro wrestling, I look at it from, and this is this is probably an, an old school way to think about it, and we all consider ourselves insiders in the biz, and we try to look at things from a business standpoint and overthink it. But when I hear a comment like that, again, I understand the outrage. But when I look at it as a fan, it fuels like the fire, like I said, of it puts that 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 thought in my head of like, well, was he not good? I know that he was good enough from from a wrestling fan perspective who knows the history, knows all that stuff. But think about a casual wrestling fan. Your your belief is going to be like, oh, well, he didn't make it because he wasn't good enough. And it's just going to pour fuel on that fire. And if you're right and he does walk away with that title, that makes it even more compelling. So all I'm saying, I'm not saying it's an accurate statement. I'm just saying that it's technically not wrong. You're cussing your hedge and your bets, man. You're hedging yourself, man. You're doing what journalists do, and you're a journalist. You're doing exactly what journalists do. Listen, I see listen. what he said. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the bottom line is Michael Cole disrespected Adam Pierce. He did it. Everybody perceived it that way, and the fact that you're not acknowledging it is insulting. It's insulting to – not to Gary, because Gary believes like you do. Look at him. He's too cowardly. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Don't throw me in on this. I ain't coming on no bandwagon here. Listen to me. I'm telling you, uh, I look at Adam Pierce as a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I don't care what wrestler you were before or after that moment. When you win the 10 pounds of gold, you're immediately forced into the upper echelon of history of professional wrestling. Like you're You're there. You're at the pinnacle right then and there. So Adam Pierce is a man who's tasted greatness. He's seen it. He's been on the mountaintop. So don't tell me. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that Adam Pierce couldn't have made it into WWE. He probably could have run WWE during that point in his career. Now, the, the question is, is, does he still have uh, what there it, it is? Here there it is. is. Y'all's 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 arguments die the death of a thousand qualifications. Yeah, he is. He did this, 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 this. But that's what y'all do, man. Y'all always doing that junk. The bottom line is this: Adam Pierce was great not that long ago. It ain't been twenty years, man. It was just a couple years ago. He was at the top of the mountain. Adam Pierce. Last match. When was his last match? Look it up. You probably know. You probably know. When was his last match? Don't don't do that to me. You got Wikipedia. (laughs) You got. I don't know when. I don't, know. I don't have. Was. I don't have Wikipedia on this. He just covered the seven levels of hate like a couple months ago. You know it. And Rock like says, "Two thousand. When was that? You know I love you. But Adam Pierce is good enough. He's fresh enough. He's skilled enough. He's talented enough. He's awesome enough. He can beat Roman Reigns, and I expect him to. I I'll tell you what, Roman Reigns is not taking him seriously, and that's probably a big mistake. I hope Roman Reigns knows the history of Adam Pierce because that could come back to bite him. Well, if he's listening at Michael Cole, he don't know the history of, of Adam. I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening to Michael Cole. I hope that he's getting his info from. I hope he's listening. To, I hope he's listening to Michael Cole and Will Martin. That's who I well, hope he's listening to. Well, I know Roman Reigns listening right now. So, Roman, I'm going to look you right in the eye and tell you, watch some tape. Watch some tape. Don't take him lightly. 
It's Adam Pierce, former NWA world champion. You, know, you better, you better get on your – because I know you're our buddies, Roman. I know you and Colt Cabana are buddies. You need to get on your Twitter right now and creep into Colt Cabana's DMs because Adam Pierce is about to take you to school, dude. That's – bet. Bet. I'm clapping. Bet. Adam Pierce is taking Roman Reigns at school. <laughs> I will tell you this. One of the ba- biggest parts of this whole thing that's happened since this was announced on Friday that's been a favorite thing of mine is Adam Pierce on Twitter. So if you haven't been paying attention to Adam Pierce on Twitter, uh, I mean, one of the cool parts is like they're acknowledging the history of Adam Pierce. So WWE is even featuring his stuff. They even put out this tweet showing uh, uh, that Roman Reigns shouldn't overlook this Royal Rumble opponent. Uh, just ask Adam Cole. It shows like an old match between Adam Pierce and Adam Cole. Uh, and Adam Pierce uh, retweeting this, saying, I enjoyed my two decade ride. I honestly loved it. And at the end, I was ready and happy to ride off into the sunset. The head of the table put the keys back in my hand and forced me to take the wheel. And so we ride mm-hmm. again. And I love that. I love that tweet. I also love. Him referencing an old tweet. Look at this. December 16th, 2016, Adam Pierce says, work hard, treat people fairly, earn respect. I promise it works. And then he retweets the Royal Rumble announcement. Work hard, treat people fairly, earn respect. Here's to one more day in the sun. And uh, I love that too. That's a great one. And uh, he talks about the Adam Pier- uh, Adam Cole match and he says, of course, I'm not in my wrestling prime. I haven't had a match in six plus years, but I didn't ask for this. With no choice but to fight, I've got to do whatever I can to make Roman feel exactly like I did at the end of this match many years ago. And yes, I lost that match, lost a championship that meant a lot to me, lost a piece of myself, but in the process, I learned a lot. A lot about me, a lot about the agony of defeat, a lot about how to avoid it again or how to avoid it. And again, I never wanted this, but sleep on me. I beg you. There it is. That's exactly what I'm saying. This is, this is the, what I call, this is what I call Mike Bennett syndrome. You know what I'm talking about? Adam Pierce can't you live. Are a doctor. You are a doctor. So you yes, I, diagnosed him. Syndrome. I have diagnosed this. Okay. I did. I did the clinical research. This is the same situation. Mike Bennett's in, which is why Mike Bennett is going to win that UWN championship, that open weight some would call it a world title, whatever. It's still a great title. That's why Mike Bennett, because he has to. Adam Pierce has to win this, man. He didn't ask for this, but the situation has been given to him. And we are talking about scrap iron Adam Pierce, one of the greats. He's back. He's going to win this match, guys. Y'all say what you want. Go say what you want. It don't matter. I mean, just remember pointing out on, download, um, this, download this show because y'all going to be like, you know what? Stinson called it. The doc called it. He said Adam Pierce was going to win it, and he did. Give this guy another doctorate. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's yeah. why I'll say it. Uh, entered into what, the NWA Hall of Fame on February 5th, 2015. Thank you, Front Row. Sorry, Will, go ahead. And then are you like a double doctor at that point? How does that work? Well, in, in Europe, uh, to be able to be a university professor, you have to do two dissertations. America wow. is not like that, but in Europe, in the in the old school model, you got to do two. I've only done one. So uh, in Europe, I You're, wouldn't qualify to be a university level professor. But in America, man, I could. I, I'm, I'm teaching all day like I'm doing can, you guys. You can write prescriptions in America. I can write prescriptions. Yeah, I'm going to give you a prescription. Right. You can write subscriptions. You can do all that kind of stuff. I'll give you some scriptures. John 316, baby. Oh, gosh. I know you're that kind of doctor. 
Dean said Adam Pierce is bringing a bacon home to the NWA. <laughs> oh boy. Well, uh, front row wants you to note, Rob, though, that Sir Mike Bennett lost his NWA <laughs> That's title. Right. You're making my point, though. You you made my point, front row. Mike Bennett only lost that match because he was wrestling to the one man who's greater than Adam Pierce, and that's Nick Aldis. That's the only reason. One man greater than Adam. Okay. Yeah, wow. that's the only reason. Roman Reigns is not better than Nick Aldis. Adam okay. Pierce. Uh, Adam Pierce is winning this belt. We'll write some of these down. <laughs> Get you some receipts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob feeling strongly about this one. Uh, we also he gets one. Him. He gets one show off, and he comes back with a uh, renewed, renewed fervor. Well, the thing, is, the thing I will go with is, is this: this is a weird matchup. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people would think that. For us, it doesn't seem weird. It's like, yeah, of course, Adam Pierce would be in a world championship match. That makes perfect sense. But a lot of people don't know Adam Pierce is the thing. And so I already from the tweets that I just pointed out, the guy clearly, I mean, that's the beauty part. That's one of the beauty parts about the independent scene or NWA or whatever, whatever you want to attribute that to or to talk about the specialness of a guy like Adam Pierce is that guy knows how to make a prize fight. That guy knows how to build a story. That guy is, like on Twitter right now, you can tell just in this one opportunity, he's already taking advantage of that to like make this more than WWE would have had it been otherwise. I think, and that's and that's kind of that's kind of playing into my point too. Is that I mean, he even said in that tweet, "Sleep on me, I beg you." Like he he wants that in the storyline, and it should be. Um, my thought is. So, I mean, there's a lot of great things coming from this. You know, number one, you got to imagine most casual fans of WWE have no idea about the history of Adam Pearce. So they're getting an education in in wrestling history, which is very rare in WWE. So that's one huge positive. Um, but I just wonder, you know, uh, you know, we have a completely different perspective because we've we've studied the career of Adam Pearce. A lot of us, Rob, you and I know J-Cal were uh, present during those times as NWA fans and you witnessed a lot of that stuff happen and, and you witnessed him in his heyday as it was happening. Um, but, you know, I, I, I love that this is now translating into a mainstream wrestling storyline. Uh, I hope they continue to do it justice and continue to, to uh, you know, we talk about it all the time, but the, you know, any kind of prominence you can give to the 10 pounds of gold, whether it was somebody that held it in 2014 or somebody that currently holds it today in a Nick Aldis, uh, it's, it's good for the NWA. Uh, so I just hope that they do spotlight that. I mean, this is something that materialized just a couple of days ago. And even since then we're seeing pictures of, of, of Adam Pierce with that belt on Twitter being tweeted out by WWE. It's a good thing uh, for yeah. all of us. And so mm -hmm. I hope they continue down the road of doing that. And we got what, a couple more weeks until Royal Rumbles at a week, two weeks from today? January 31st. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we've got some time to build it up. And, you know, my my big fear and my, my one plea is that this is not a – short diversion that card subject to change and they're going to somehow weasel out of it. And this was just some kind of 
weird thing to continue to build Roman up as a as a as a as a heel with no conscience. Um, that they actually go through with it is what I'm saying, and the match actually happens at Royal Rumble because it wouldn't be unlike WWE to just completely abandon this after a week and somehow say Pierce is not cleared to wrestle or so you know just something stupid like that. Yeah. So I hope they see it through, and I hope I don't see that along the way. I hope along the way. Yeah, what would be the point of even doing that though? I don't. I don't see that. I, I have to commend the WWE. We don't do this a lot on here, and we're not anti WWE. I think I think this is happening, and I think this was intentional, and I think probably Triple H has a hand in this, and I think this has to do with the respect of the NWA, even though you know Michael Cole didn't say say so, but the fact that they're tweeting stuff out like that, and I have to. This is one of the occasions where I'm going to salute Vince and the WWE for giving this match to us. It's happening. It's going down, and uh, this is this is cool. This is one of the coolest things they've done in a long time. Prove me otherwise. Yeah. Well, if their goal is to um, bring back those of us who are, you know, intelligent fans of, of wrestling and wrestling history, uh, so far mission accomplished because everyone, at least in our community, is is buzzing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I say if they can see this through and they can treat it with the the proper, um, you know the story that it deserves, then I think it's going to go a long way for fans like us. Yeah. hundred percent. I think you're right. I mean, I, I, that, that is definitely the part I love most about it. It's just the callback that it'll have. I mean, my biggest worry, dude, is like, like you said, will, uh, I don't want the bait and switch. I also don't want, you know, Rob, I, I, I get what you're going for. I respect that. I just, my fear, just he loves you, Rob. He loves you. I love you. That being being the promotion that it is, I have a fear that this is going to be a burial, and I need it to be. I need I need there to be a surprise here. I'm hoping for fire for Adam. I don't Pierce. think somebody said on Adam Twitter, Pierce. I don't think Adam Pierce. And I don't want to get behind the veil or anything like that, but I don't think Adam Pierce would be complicit in a burial. I don't think that. You know, yeah. what we know about him. And I think I think that this is Adam Pierce has been doing this work. He's uh, instrumental behind the scenes. He's universally respected by everybody. I don't care who you talk to. They all ain't nobody burying Adam Pierce. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Bank on well, that. I think that was the point of his tweet too, just talking about like earn respect, treat people fairly. Yes, that sort of thing. So, um, I, I want to see the fire. So, somebody did tweet at him. I was looking there, and somebody said, "I hope that if you're going down, you at least go down swinging." He said, "I don't know any other way." So, yeah. uh, I did like that. Uh, just like, his Twitter is just like building this match even more in my mind, and I just I want to see. Supposedly they're going to have a face off this uh, Friday night on SmackDown, and 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 I hope I hope that it you know does it justice. I, I want to see Adam Pierce surprise Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's going to be a banger of a match. I, I feel like it, it has potential you know to what, be. Man? It. Y'all want to make this interesting right now? No. Rocks in this. <laughs> You're scaring me. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all want to make this interesting? Can we can we can we bet online? Uh, would this be online gambling if we bet right now? <laughs> Probably. We can bet yeah. offline. Tell you this. Tell you this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna up the stakes here, guys. Maybe you won't talk to me, but maybe you'll talk to my friend George Washington and his twin brother George Washington. 
How about that? Think or, about that. Now talk to your wives. Talk to your or, wives. Bro, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to speak out of turn. Did you just bet two dollars on Adam Pierce? <laughs> That's big money. That's big okay, money for okay, okay. somebody you. who's and been his, yelling a lot. His tri- and his triplet brother, George Washington. <laughs> Boom. Now maybe that may, now now maybe that's more interesting to you. Does that speak but to you? You better clear that with Jennifer. You better you clear that. About, with are you talking about? Are you talking about dollars or quarters? <laughs> hey man, you may like the kind of stuff that jingles. I like the kind of stuff that everybody thongs. launch it out. Hashtag Pierce seventy five. I got seventy five on. Who's taking the bet? Who's taking the bet? I probably That's found a couple funny, quarters on my desk. I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, listen, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna make the Royal Rumble interesting. We we haven't ironed out all the details, but I think we are gonna do something for that. So everyone, everyone stay tuned. We're gonna, we're gonna say, make it let, let me acknowledge what Front Row said. He's talking he says with he said this a couple of times. He says with three weeks to go. I like that, Gary. Come on now. Come on, bro. With three weeks to go, based on PW history. I don't think this match is happening. I hear you, man. I hear you, and I that thought has crossed my mind. But I just don't see the point in putting it out there if it's not happening. I don't see the point in it. You know what I mean? I think this is happening, and I think I think there 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 that was a deliberate attempt to to kind of draw in people that are more Impact Ring of Honor NWA oriented into this because of Adam Pierce's. I've heard Adam Pierce's name multiple times here recently. Uh, uh, his name being drawn into conversations about championships and matches and and the future and all that. So I, I I do think this is happening. If it didn't happen, would it shock me? No, it wouldn't shock me. But just given the history that you acknowledge, but I think this is happening. I do. I think this is this is a real deal. It's a good point, Gary. I wish we could hear point. you. That's great. A great point. Really great point. God, George Washington's why on your so side. <laughs> George Washington's on your side. We want to know what you guys think. Is Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns a big deal? Are you excited for it? Do you want to see the match? Do you want to see him switch into something else? You got to let us know in Twitter. You can add us or whatever. We're at TIPW Show on everything. Also, join our Discord. I can't mm. say this enough. Our Discord is a chat where we talk about these very things all the time. All of a lot of these people in the chat right now are already there. But if you're listening to this or seeing this right now, we'd love for you to join us. Go to the pinned tweet at TIPW show and join that Discord. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you do that. It helps us get in front of more people. Share it with your friends. Anybody who loves wrestling that you know, and I know you know people that love wrestling, so share it with them. Help build this community you're at the ground floor right now of what could be the greatest wrestling community of all time and all you got to do is share it with people help build it help us grow we'd love to have that happen so thank you uh thank you for everybody already who subscribed who shares it who's in the discord you guys are amazing all right so uh the next up on the list for news, and we can come back to more Adam Pierce if if you guys want to, uh, but we have gone heavy on WWE, so I will jump over to some AEW news real quick, if we could, and then we'll just uh, we'll just do a false count anywhere and let the the, the crowd decide. But uh, Matt Hardy and his wife Rebby 
Uh, they're expecting a fourth child now. There's only two there. I assume one of them is missing. Um, the but anyway, they're about to have another fourth child, a girl. Uh, Matt Hardy uh, posted on Twitter a video of his family celebrating the news, and uh, he said, Hashtag Team Boy is so stoked in House Hardy, we decided to add a new member to Team Girl. The couple currently have three children, all boys, Maxwell, Wolfgang, and Bartholomew Kitt. Matt and Rebecca were married in October of 2013. And uh, Rebby wrote on Instagram, no clue what to do now. No clue. But anyway, <laughs> the only thing what we're going to say is congratulations to Matt Hardy and his lovely family uh, for the next child. Yeah, I just can't wait to see what they're going to name her. That's that's what I'm waiting for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they got some fun names there. They're killing it with the names. Wolfgang. Wolfgang is one of the greatest names in all of history, if you ask me. I would agree with hmm. that. Wolf. Uh, One last AEW tidbit, if I could throw it in there. This week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa was pulled from night two of AEW's New Year's Smash editions of Dynamite. The reason is that Rosa came in contact with someone positive with COVID-19, so AEW took precautionary Mm -hmm. measures. The match will still happen at some point. But that is also why the NWA women's title match between Serena Deeb and Ty Conti was announced Wednesday in addition to the Dynamite debut of Baker's Waiting Room interview segment, which is going to be featuring Cody Rhodes. Uh, Night 2 was actually taped on Thursday at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. So one day these two ladies are going to lock horns and it's going to be badass, but we're going to have to wait a little bit longer on that one. Um, So... Here's uh, hoping, hoping TR is okay. You know she's. Yeah, girl, I'm sure. So. I'm sure she is. I mean, AEW has has definitely set a precedent for being uh, overly cautious. I mean, we've had world title matches in AEW delayed. Uh, we've had other matches that have been delayed. So, you know, uh, I get it. It's just part of of the world we live in right now, and it's, you know. It's it's a it's a catch twenty two. You want you want them to take all the precautions, but you want to get this match as soon as possible. And I'm sure they're going to do it justice when it eventually happens. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and uh, D versus Conti that's a that's that's a good consolation. It's not the same yep. thing, but uh, um, that's this is this is a prize fight, man. These are two of the hottest women, Serena Deeb. We don't give enough we don't give enough time to her, and and we will as time goes on. I think there's each of us has this sort of latent hope that Thunder Rosa gets that belt back soon, you know, but in the meantime, Serena Deem is our champion and uh, she holds the belt that's matter. And Conti is, is top notch and is deserving of this uh, challenge. And it's a good consolation. So this will, if we can't have Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, this is the match I'd like to see. So. All right. Well, that's all the uh, AEW news I had really that I wanted to cover. Have you guys, let me ask you this because this came up. So, uh, well, here, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to say that's it for the main portion of the show, the news and everything we've got to cover, if that's cool with you. And, uh, and I say, let's do, let's do this number. If that's all right with you guys. We're going into Falls Count Anywhere territory. We're going to incorporate the chat a lot more in this part of things. But Rock says 79. 
brought up an excellent point earlier. He talked about uh, Roxas 79. I apologize. You mentioned, oh, you mentioned Kenny Omega versus uh, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah, Ray Phoenix, on this past Wednesday's Dynamite and already in competition for Match of the Year. Um, I'm wondering, how much have you guys seen this year? Because uh, I saw like some debate on Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor from AEW, or NXT, I mean, uh, this past week, also being in that discussion. I would throw in easily uh, Kota Ibushi and, uh, and Jay White uh, from Wrestle Kingdom as also a part of that, like those two guys took it to each other. It was a great match. Wrestle Kingdom had some awesome stuff. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, the Jeff Cobb match, um, this, this is a lot of good stuff anyway, but, uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen, had a chance to check out a bunch of matches this year and have any thoughts on this, <clears throat> this, uh, of the, of 2021. Yeah. I mean, just, there's just great matches you've seen so far, I guess. Sorry. I didn't like spell that out, but like, yeah, like just some great matches already have occurred this year. I mean, here in the first, like in the first part of 2021, there have been some badass matchups. Uh, just curious what, what you guys have seen that you would say stand out. I mean, yeah, I mean, most every match from Wrestle Kingdom, both nights, was incredible. Um, I mean, yeah, Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's been there's been a lot of of good wrestling going on. Um, you know, even MLW we covered. Uh, Kings of Coliseum on um, on Wednesday night, and I think there was a lot of potential there. I mean, that Leo Rush, uh, uh, Myron Reed Myron match Reed. was really good. Um, that would be a, a front runner for me, just because I, I mean, it, it was great to see uh, Leo Rush, uh, you know, hold gold in MLW and make his debut over there. I think he's got a bright future uh, over there, and so yeah, there's been a lot of great matches. Uh, Okada versus Osprey. Uh, Will Osprey versus uh, Kazuchika Okada. I didn't mention that, but I just wanted to throw that in there. That was also a wild match on night one of Wrestle Kingdom. The very God, just so good. And Kota Ibushi is just—I don't know, man. I love that guy. He's—he—he's he, like a perfect, like just uh, template baby face character i i would I, w- I would say drew mcintyre also fits this bill like just like the just a great baby face person like it, just in a, in a world where it's cool to be healed so much it's just fun for me to see like just some legitimate just like a tim storm for instance yeah. just guys that just well, are just good like you just and I, and love them and you can't help it not not to get get rob fired up for a second time tonight or or a third uh, or fourth. I don't know how many times he's been fired up. Um, but, uh, I know how he feels about baby faces and heels, but I, I do think, and, I, and I'm with you on Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm probably not as high up on Drew as you are, but I do think that we have a deficit of like good, true baby faces because typically in mainstream promotions, especially for some reason, the baby faces are painted as like moronic, for some reason, like yes. they get taken advantage of and they're not, they're not, you know, strong or, or, or smart. And I think Drew is breaking that mold a little bit. I think he is making strides. I mean, some of his promo work, if I'm honest, 
is a little over scripted, but that's just WWE for you. I've got I've got grace with some of that stuff. Um, but storyline and, and what he's been able to accomplish over the past year, uh, I think is commendable. And uh, he would be the top of the list, I think, for just that pure baby face that uh, is is likable, but is also a, a badass. You know what I mean? Like he's not a baby face at the expense of like his his badassery, which is often the case, sadly. Um, so I, I, I agree with you on that. All right, so here's a quote I want to pull back. Uh, Will, at some point in the show, said he's not, he's not a baby face on account of his badassery. What? That is, a, that is a gross misquote. You said I something along the lines of baby face and badassery. And the whole point I'm making is like, look, Gary, come on, Gary. I'm sick of this, man. Rob's just writing. Gary, this you Rob. don't Rob's just M Storm. Rob's just writing a couple of different words. Babyface, the man who cheated. Josephus, who put jo who crossed Josephus' eyesight? Really? <laughs> <laughs> now you like pull it back all the way to NWA power. Yes. Um, which, which is, it's worth mentioning because we can reference uh, Ricky Freezer. I see you in the chat, buddy. Uh, haven't been around in a while. No, listen, he's asking a legitimate question. Is NWA power ever coming back? Yes. It is 100% coming back. We've heard from multiple sources now. It is coming back and very soon. Uh, you know, we can't, we don't want to speak out of turn, but if you listen to, say, NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb, she said on, on record, on interview, that there's tapings in January. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but yes, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's coming back. It, there, there's full-on plans for it, too. Anyway, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. May I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know I'll, what else I'll take. I'll, I'm going to start taking notes, too, if Rob's going to be. Go ahead, Rob. You just said, go ahead, Rob. Okay, first of all, I don't like That's accurate. <laughs> That's the first accurate quote you've quoted me. Go ahead. Just call him Dr. Meltzer over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, gosh, man, I forget. Where, where was I going with that? We were I talking. About. Nobody knows. You yeah. had said. I can't. Yes. What we, Will had said something, and then Gary had said something, and then and then uh, about Tim Storm. We were talking about baby face. About power. The point the point is this, my man, Ricky Freezer. Yes, we promise you, power is coming back. That's the whole point. That's what I was trying to get at. Power yeah. is returning, guaranteed. This happened, and I'll and I'll just say this: we appreciate your patience. We we've been patient as well. Uh, keep in mind that it's not a hundred percent due to COVID and the empty arena stuff. They also lost a, a key part of the production team and the leadership. And so they're having to navigate that. So a couple of different things to factor in when you, you look at this uh, hiatus that we've been on. So anyways, go ahead, Rob. No, no, no you're that's right. an excellent point. Yeah. No, I was yeah. just going to say, Rob, that just, no, it's an excellent point to just keep in mind that the pandemic affected everybody. Plus you're looking at the small studio setting. They like the sound of the crowd. That's always the thing they emphasized. Um, uh, Obviously, I think they're going to have to get over that for now, for at least a little while. And they're realizing that, I think. But also, just keep in mind that uh, a huge part of their production process was completely taken off the chessboard. So 
there's there's a lot of things that happen in the NWA all at once, just a uh, series of unfortunate events. If I could uh, use a Jim Carrey movie, um, but anyway, <laughs> it's a show. But go ahead. No, it was a Jim Carrey movie. movie. Yeah, it was a movie. It was yeah. a movie. That was. I thought it was like a mini series. And then no, and then Neil Patrick Harris did the the mini series. Come on. I don't, I don't know. I don't watch TV. Give the program. It's a wrestling show. You need to know your stuff. Yeah, know your Jim Carrey <laughs> movies. It's a wrestling show. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Go ahead, Rob. I'm so sorry. We've interrupted you so many times. That's disrespectful. Go ahead. The uh, floor is yours. Jess. Jess, it's happening. Power's happening. We're talking about before this somehow. We were talking about great wrestling matches that we've already. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Here, that's what that's. I don't exactly. even know how we ended up here. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, you okay. got me. Okay, so here we are. What the, what's the day? Today is the eleventh, the tenth, the tenth of January, and you guys are talking about the match of the year already because there's already been some amazing matches. Man, look. What are the matches you, you got to keep in mind already that have happened? Put this in the context. Yeah, you got to keep them in mind, but we've already you already laid out, Gary. You already laid <laughs> out like five matches of the year. We're ten days into it, man. Are you kidding me? We hadn't seen Britt Baker Thunder Rosa yet. We hadn't seen Nick Aldis versus whoever he faces yet. You got a bunch of matches that are going to be matches of the year. Now let me get. Let me, I'm going to tell you, the ones you mentioned are good ones. I'm just saying it's too early to say. You put up. You got to the, the way I look at it. This early in the year, you got to put those. Let's re- retroactively think and say where would they fit in 2020 as t- in terms of match of the year. That'll give you a better, I guess, a more balanced perspective. Uh, I've seen well, a couple matches. The Finn Balor match was good. The Finn Balor match was good, guys. That was a good one. Don't sleep on that one. That probably, in my opinion, might have been the best match so far of all the, that you've mentioned. But we've got a we've got a lot coming and. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to go ahead and put up my all my eggs in one basket and uh and and think that you know here we are. This is already it. We've got we've got like 355 days to go with a lot of wrestling coming. NWA is coming back in full force this year. We've got a lot of good stuff coming from Ring of Honor. The Impact Junk you've already talked about, like the the uh, Swan Moose match. That's got all the makings of a match of the year. Uh, I think Adam Pierce Roman Reigns can be in there. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming. So I'm not. You know, I'm well, just not there yet on on willing to well, call match of the year. Well, here's the question. Then we become uh, forecasters for a minute, and what do you predict will be the match of the year, and why is it Nick Aldis versus Tim Storm? Go ahead. Woo! You really? <laughs> you go okay? <laughs> if that happens, and I don't know that that will happen, we know there's a stipulation, Will. Nick, Tim Storm can never. Tim Storm can never challenge for the belt again. But if there's anything I've learned from pro wrestling, it's that stipulations are made to be turned on. Go ahead. Ooh, you hit me hard right there, bro. You hit me hard because that would immediately would go up there. I see. I see James Lawrence, Aldis, Cody three. If that were to happen, would be up there. But Tim Storm and and Aldis, whoo. That'd be a good one, man. I, I got to give it to be, you. That, that, that would be good just based on story alone. Rock says yeah. is in here with uh, Tessa versus Charlotte. So that's an interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Rock right. says. Yep. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I want us to go through and rank the rosters. I said, 
I said this to these guys the other day. I wanted to see. I'd love to go through and just. I was thinking about this as I was watching NXT, just like ranking who we think the the money talent is in each of the rosters. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, just not like the rankings, like kayfabe, like who's in line for a title shot. Like who are the potential like top stars of a promotion? You know, it's just fun seeing who people get invested in. Like for example, one thing that happened this past week that made me think of it partly was. Uh, well, I was watching that carrying cross versus uh I don't know why I just forgot his name. Uh the arrow guy. The the guy you like, Rob, the the one in NXT. I can't think of his freaking name now for some reason. I always forget these things. The arrow uh, guy. The arrow guy, uh Ch- Tomasa Ch- who the guy they were I just I just did the news thing about uh Kevin Owens was gonna be his Kevin Owens best friend. Oh Damian Priest. Yeah, Priest Damian Priest. Priest. Arrow guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He walks out, his entrance, he yeah. like he, oh, okay. he, he gets that, in the middle yes. of the ring and he like fires an arrow at the yes. screen and it like gotcha. lights up, yeah. torches up his whole name and everything. Shows, shows you said arrow guy, man. I mean <laughs> I immediately started thinking of Cupid. So I was thinking of a little fat dude. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> the opposite of Damian yeah. Priest. Damian Priest. <laughs> Damian Priest and Karrion Cross, man. That there you there you go, man. Again. Damian Priest, that's another one. He's a big dude. I think I would love well, we talked well, about of those booking. What about yeah. Tom Latimer and Damian Priest, man? What about that match? Ooh. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Um yeah. It was those. It was those guys, and then I was watching. Uh, well, you saw Tom. Uh, Tom, Tony Khan announced that he bought. Uh, uh, what's that song? The Jungle Song, the uh, Tarzan Boy song for Jungle mm-hmm. Boy. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, hey, uh, that one. Not that one. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. I was doing. Um, um, think Tony Khan bought that one too. He bought it for Jungle Boy. Like, so obviously he I think Jungle Boy Jack Perry has like so much potential to be like just a awesome babyface wrestler. Like he just he just seems like he's got everything he has to have. He's got to win some matches. Yeah, he's got to get bigger too. Oh yeah, I, oh, I forget. I forget. That's like a big deal for Rob. Me and, me I think and it's going to work for him. Me and Front Row have this long-standing debate, man, about you know his size important. Front Row is a martial artist. He's legit. Like this guy, Front Row is trained. He, he's he's not kicked a, your he, ass before, hasn't he? He has, and he has actually he could whoop all of us at the same time. And he's a small guy, <laughs> you know. And I'm, yeah, I, I'm like, I listen. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying, I for my size, I am surprisingly agile. You don't know this, but anyways, I go think ahead. In prize fighting in, in the sport of pro wrestling, though, size is important. You know, it, it's not you're not going to see Mark, you know, Marco Stunt go out there and beat Nick Aldis. It's just not going to happen. It's not plausible. Well, you picked, you picked like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that's the one guy that literally looks like a child. If size isn't a factor, though, that shouldn't be an issue. Well, I say there's limitations, but heart, heart. He's got the heart. He's got the heart to beat. Nick Aldis, you know, whatever. I've got the heart to beat Nick Aldis, but it ain't no, you I, you're right. I don't. You're right. <laughs> this, is how, this is how a match. This is how a match between Nick Aldis and, and Rob Stinson would go. It just the bell would ring, and Rob would just lay down. 
It'd be like a, it'd be like the finger poke of doom or something like that. Just, <laughs> he would. By the heart, this Rob means like he has the heart to let Nick Aldis pin him anytime, anywhere. Right. He it's doesn't. Like, but see how you? I'm not really, really good, good, man. I may be really good, but it's like on it's like on uh, searching for Bobby Fisher. You know, when he's playing chess with his dad. He and I'm not saying Nick is my daddy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Like, you are yeah, giving me some on, good man. quotes tonight, read it man. Like that. I'm gonna put all these on a t-shirt. I'm gonna have a whole line of. I'm gonna have a whole line of t-shirts on the store soon. Just I like it. I like the drawing of just Nick all this. Hashtag shit. Rob says. That's what. No, saying. I like. I like the. A very artful picture of Nick Aldis, and then just made up of lines Rob has said about Nick Aldis. <laughs> now, now Nick I'm not saying daddy. he's my daddy. He's anybody's daddy. But yeah, it'd be more like if if, if I were like uber talented in and a you know a universally uh, intercontinentally re- recognized uh, champion, and if I had huge muscles and stuff, and I were going in there, it'd be like. You know, searching for Bobby Fisher. He don't want to beat his dad, man. You know, I would, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I ain't gonna let this happen. Not on my watch, champ. We getting, we, we making it a date that you, you making it a day one thousand. If I have anything to do with it. <laughs> so you, I was about to say that's it. That's literally the scenario I was thinking of in my head is that like Nick Aldis is like one win away from being it's day champion of all time or something and like rob's just like i registered myself with the athletic commission <laughs> like i'm in <laughs> i'm challenging you for the title just, i've got it set does, up at turbo nick comes in trips or something gets a concussions knocked out you, you know go lay under him I go, (laughs) and he makes it to day one thousand. His his shoulders weren't pinned. My heart. (laughs) I I sacrificed. I sacrificed. I I, I, I laid out Nick Aldis and Rob just like laying on top of him, trying to put Nick's arms around his waist and like pin himself back. (laughs) He's fucking. He's got. <laughs> no, you go. You, you go. You, you go. You go and put in like a like a like a, a fake like submission move and tap out. Like you just grab his leg and like wrap your leg around. It. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me in the not the not the King's Lynn Cleverleaf, but the the Ringgold Cleverleaf. <laughs> just like that. When the backfires. Yeah. Well, nah. That's uh, oh, book it. Book it, Billy. <laughs> you heard it right here. You got two. You got two prize fight matches tonight. We booked for you. You want to kick that YouTube back into high gear right from the start? We got it. This is how you. This is how you main event power. Oh my God! All right, guys. I'm sorry. We're uh, we got wrapped up in our old stuff. If you got stuff in the chat you want to talk about, now's the time. You just bring it up. Uh, I think I saw a couple things in there. Let me look. Things that were worth mentioning. Um, for the rest of you, sorry. <laughs> uh, somebody had a good question. Hang on, I'm trying to find it. Um, a good thought. Um, okay, well, I'm not seeing it. You got some people agreeing with you, Rob, about the size thing, and I listen, I do agree with you to, to an extent. Um, but I, I don't think it has to be perfectly matched up you know i think there's a little bit of of leniency there but 
there, there is a line. I mean, Marco Stunt obviously is not a believable world champion. It would have to be a gimmick of some sort. Um, but for, like for me, a guy like Jungle Boy, I would say he's got the potential. And I think it would depend on the opponent, too. Like I could see here's, – here's a scenario I could see happening. MJF becomes AEW world champion. Jungle Boy could conceivably win the title off of MJF. I don't know that I would ever see him winning the title off a John Moxley or, you know, somebody like that. Um, just because, yeah, just, I think there's certain factors that go into it. I'm not saying that jungle boy walking in right now should win a world championship. I don't believe that. Um, I'm saying that potentially like, like what you just said, Will. one of the aspects of it that I look at is that, every so often there's like an exception to the rule, right? Like, I mean, the world is not full of, uh, Ray Mysterio's, you know, but every once in a while, a Ray Mysterio walks along and you're like, this guy has a lot of different stuff. And, uh, he could, he could conceivably win the, uh, world championship like it made sense nobody argued with ray mysterio winning it it was just like he's one of the greatest luchadors of all time uh there was a time where bret hart and Shawn michaels were small you know like they were considered too small for it and and that's the thing too is it's all relative i mean if you're talking about andre the giant and hulk hogan then you know macho man was small (laughs) you know like it depends on it depends on like who you're who you're comparing to, and so you're not. I, and I get the mentality of in prize fight wrestling, you want it to be an even matchup because you're you're mimicking weight classes, right? But it's just not always feasible, and I don't think it's completely unbelievable when David beats Goliath. I mean, even like a Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? I mean that they told the story. It it. Whether or not you believe Daniel Bryan would have beat those guys in a back alley street fight, uh, it was believable as a pro wrestling storyline, you know? Yeah. My thing with Jungle Boy just is that there's something about him that I've liked. Ever since the first time I saw him, I just thought he had this charisma about him. There's something interesting about him. He's got a unique look. He's got a story that I think a lot of people could latch on to. There's there's a lot of other factors that go into him. I get that he's very small, but I'm just saying there's potential there for jungle boy to be a, you know, super young. He is, but he doesn't have to be in the, in the world title picture. I mean, there've been lots of great guys that don't have to have the, the big belt. I mean, you, he could, well, the tag team, they could, they could win the tag team titles. Ricky Morton never held the world championship cha- title. It would be a great match, you know, to see him and, o- and Omega go at it and he come up short. But he, everybody doesn't have to have the belt. I mean, Razor Ramon never held the belt, you know. I mean, you don't have to. That's not the be. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is the be all end all. But it's if if everybody gets the world championship, what's the point of nobody having a world championship? It. Nobody gets it. You know what I mean? Well, and here's, you know, uh, thanks to our dude, uh, Ricky, in the chat. Um, but this is a great, interesting talking point, too. AEW needs a lightweight belt. I agree with that because I think out of all the promotions, I feel like, I mean, I know WWE has 205 Live and they've had, you know, have a cruiserweight belt. But I think AEW has probably the most star power in their 
smaller guys, quote unquote. They're not, you know, non beef castle <laughs> roster as yeah. you know, they don't have a, a, a roster full of, of, of Alex Hammerstones. They have a roster full of guys like like Jungle Boy and the Young Bucks and, and these guys that, that are are a little more streamlined physically, if that makes sense. Look, dude, if I'm MLW right now, I mean, with all due respect to Jacob Fatu and, and everything there, and uh, I ever saw our homie Davari was the one who ended up attacking uh, uh, the fellas in the back. He's he's now a member of Contra Unit and stuff like that. That's cool. But anyway, uh, I, I love that MLW has a middleweight title that, that you know, Leo Rush just won. And that's that's pretty awesome. But if I'm in MLW, I strap that title on Alex Hammerstone and just throw everything behind that. I, I know that I talk about Hammerstone all the time, and it sounds like I'm really biased, and I am a little biased. But I'm saying that, dude, if you got a guy that looks like Hammerstone and just is uh, as athletic as Hammerstone, man, you, you it's like Kevin Aldis, right? Like you you. Throw the title on him. Put the title on that guy. Yeah. That guy makes the company relevant. Like that. Where's the uh, Where's the 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 point that Front Row made earlier? See if you can find it and put it up. He said something about skill versus size, but the skill has to be decidedly mm-hmm. superior. That's the point. That that's the point right there. And he's right. If you got a guy that's highly skilled, then he's like you know, if he's like Bruce Lee, obviously ain't nobody going to compete with Bruce Lee, but. The skill has size is a factor now. You're not going to put Nick Aldis against an orange cat, you know, a guy like Orange Cassidy or say like someone like Gentleman Jervis or somebody. They're not going to compete with him because he's just, for one, Nick Aldis is superiorly skilled. He's got amazing skill, but the size is a huge gift and a huge asset. Alexander, well, the reference he was making there, Rob, is he he also threw in right after that. Marty Scroll is much smaller than Nick Aldis, but I 100% believed he could have won that Crockett Cup match. That's 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 a good debate, man. That's a good debate. I don't know that – I don't know. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing without front row. That's a great point, and I think it's worthy of a debate. But I think that Scroll and, and Aldis's uh, technical ability are, are uh, at about parity – which then tips the balance in favor of Aldis because Aldis has got the size and strength. So skill wise, yeah, they're they're Marty Skrull is highly skilled. High, we've seen it, man. Me and Gary's seen it face to face, man. We were there. We were three feet away from the Joker. We seen it. Ha- we seen it happen. You know what I mean? But we seen it. But 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 because their skill is at parity, I think that you got to tip the balance in favor of a guy like Aldis who is just this physical gifted. This, let's talk about the women's division here, okay? Let's talk about women. Let's go back to Thunder. Let's talk about Roxas here saying uh, Gentleman Jervis will tickle him into throwing in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> we, I have a lot so of this respect. Is trigger, for this, is, this is trigger Rob Knight. Go ahead. I have a lot of respect for Gentleman Jervis. We criticized him on UWN. It was short-sighted. We, he, he, he called us out on Twitter. He was right. We apologize. I have a lot of respect for Gentleman Jervis. There's just a certain style – that I didn't think that UWN was marketing and, and it was brought in there and it just saw it felt weird to me. I always liked Chikara Pro. I liked uh, you know, Mike Quackenbush. I liked all that stuff. In fact, the first wrestling match I ever took my son to was at Chikara Pro in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And although Gentleman Jervis wasn't there, Quackenbush was there, you know, Hallow Wicked was there, uh 
Eddie Kingston was there. All those uh, Chikara influenced guys were there. And, uh, uh, you know, so, you know, we, we had to take that back. But a guy like that's not going to match up with the with the Nick Aldis. It's just not going to happen. That's not throwing shade on anybody. That's not that's not dismissing Marty Skrull's skill or ability. Uh, but his 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 technical ability is probably slightly beneath where Aldis is because they're both. You know, they're both their buddies. They've worked together. They've trained together. They, 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 they know each other really well. Marty Skrull is highly intelligent, but Nick Aldis has got that world-class skill and the size. And if you can have it both, and he can talk, Nick Aldis, if you want to talk about five tool athletes, Nick Aldis is really that he's got it all. He's got everything from the skill, the speed, the agility, the ability to be on the mic. He's got everything that you could ask for. Marty Skrull's lacking one of those big, you know, tools, and that's the size. So I've got to tip the balance in favor of Aldis there. But front row, that's a great point, and we could write debates. We could write articles on that. <clears throat> we should. We, we have should. a website. So what do you we think have about a website you can post them on. Ricky's saying uh, the reason so many people say AEW's ruining wrestling, the believability factor is gone when Orange Cassidy beats Lance Archer. I don't recall – I mean, I don't recall that happening, though. Like, uh, I, I believe, I don't know that Orange Cassidy beat Lance Archer. I don't know that anybody did beat Lance Archer. I get that, I get that your point remains around the size differential, but, oh, and, and if you want to, I'm not sucking up, by the way. I will tell you something. I saw people talking about Wardlow in the chat just a minute ago, and one of my biggest disappointments was I was amped up to see uh, Jake Hager versus Wardlow, and that match was not what I wanted uh, between yeah. those two on Dynamite. Like it was good. I mean, they, they, but they, they were like grappling around, and I wanted a hoss fight. And those two guys didn't deliver a hoss fight. They delivered like two normal guys, just like wrestling. I was like, these guys hate each other. These guys hate each other, and they're big badasses. They should be just like hoss fighting i don't know how else to describe it what do you expect when you see a hoss fight like you just want to see two big dudes just go at rewind back to aew or i'm sorry to nwa power the episode like say where trevor murdoch ran up against tom latimer and uh dude, dude. jacks dane and uh tim storm tim storm yeah, like those are hoss fights. That's yeah. what that looks like. Those two guys where it just looks like they run into each other and the ring shakes. The whole thing collapses. Like they're just like, they're going to hammer the hell out of each other. And, you know, somebody's going to end up black and blue. And it's it's awesome. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that, uh, so, so I'm, not, I'm not just favoring AEW, but I also don't heavily, uh, despise AEW. I still think, I mean, there, I'm sure there's questionable things in their booking, I guess I'm saying, but <clears throat> their size thing, besides Jericho, who just seems to want to put over who he wants to put over, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, let's see. Hold on here. Let's see. What am I looking for? I just saw something I wanted to throw up here. Uh, Aldis has a lot to prove. This is from Maggie27NY. Aldis has a lot to prove, and he should be defending that Cherished World's Heavyweight Championship against all of the best. Why didn't Aldis go to Japan or the UK or Mexico or Australia? Rob, hmm. you look like you're ready to answer that one. Oh, I, and Matt, uh, Maggie27U, thank you for that, man. Thank you for hanging out. Um, here's the thing that you have to understand. 
Aldous did all of that. He defended the title in China, the first person to do so. He defended, he went on a Christmas tour of the UK, defended it like three or four times in like a week. He did the Aldous Crusade. Aldous has been one of the great fighting champions ever. Before, you know, before COVID happened, he had defended the title like 22 or 23 times. Since in 2020, he only got five defenses in, but I saw him make a good case the other day about, hey, look, I'd rather do five quality defenses in a year than 20. And he's beaten everybody he's had to. He's beaten Jake Hager. He's beaten Brian Cage, two of the biggest names in the world. He was going to defend the title in Puerto Rico against Carlito like a week before the shutdown. He had just gotten back from the UK. defending the. He j- we went and saw him on December the 10th defend the title against one of the hottest names in the world, Brian Pillman Jr. He beat Mike Bennett, who's also one of the biggest names in the world right now. He has taken the title around the world on November the sixth or uh, January the sixteenth. He's going to be bringing the title to Omaha, Nebraska. He will be the it will be the first major world championship title defense of the year. I mean, he's doing it. He's doing all those things. I think that you know it's because it's not as visible, and you know the the NWA platform is usually through through YouTube and Power and all that that we don't see that. But everything you're asking Aldis to do, he's done. He's beaten everybody he's had to. He's beaten the biggest names. Um, Aldous has done all those things, and he will continue to do it. And and we said it on a sh- on a, a show. Maybe it wasn't the last one because I was on it, but maybe it's the show before that. Who is going to be your breakout guy in 2020? This was the poll that Gary put up. I misread that. I was thinking, like, who who is 2021's year going to belong to? And it's going to belong to, I believe, it's going to belong to three people, Kenny Omega, Thunder Rosa, and Nick Aldis, they are going to dom- dominate this year, and uh, and but but it's going to be picking up right where Nick Aldis left off because all those stuff that you're all those things you're asking him to do, take it around the world. He has done that. He, like I said, he beat Cole Cabana in China. He took the belt there. He, you know, he he First took on the NWA title and even been defended there. Exactly. So yeah, all those things. And I appreciate your comment, man. It's not as visible, but trust me, Aldis has done those things, and he is. He is, uh, yeah, he's he's the one, man. This is, yes, I think uh, Ricky Freezer said it. We're looking at it. it we're, we're beyond thinking of all this as like, at what point will he reach the status of of a flare or a race or a, you know, a, a Adam Pierce? I'm telling you, man, you're in that time. He's there. He, we are living in that era. We're, we're, you're going to get to tell your kids about this 20 years from now, about I got to see. Uh, you know, I lived in the time of, of of Aldous, and I got to see these great defenses and this great champion. And so, I'm happy that you get to see that. I would encourage you to go to go look at it. You're going to see much more of them, but your your comments are valid. Just trust me; he's doing everything you've asked him to do. He's doing, and, and he wants to. And yeah. so, this pandemic has caused a lot of problems. But coming into this pandemic, I mean, the vaccines out there. I think things are going to start opening up. Hopefully on the other side of this year. And we're going to see, I, I promise you, Nick Aldis is ready to bust ass with that NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. He doesn't want these kind of discussions to even happen. He's ready to defend that title. It's just got to, it's got to, the situation, the landscape has to change a little bit. And uh, I guarantee you he's ready. If uh, Kenny Omega, the uh, belt collector, uh, as a uh, Jedi warrior is uh, talking about here, it, uh, if he wants to come and try to take the uh, 10 pounds of gold, I guarantee you all this would be happy to uh, have him. And yep. so this is uh this is all possible stuff. I mean, it just, 
uh, all this is is out there as much as you can be. It's just the landscape has changed as far as visibility or as far as what wrestling is right now. I mean, we're in a weird time, like a weird time where we can. It's easy to criticize WWE for the amount of viewership that they get, but also there's a crap ton of wrestling shows. There's so much wrestling. There's wrestling for every flavor, anything that you want. I mean, you got to be grateful for that part of it. I mean, between uh, hopefully NWA Power coming back soon and MLW and Impact and AEW and WWE, SmackDown, Raw, or NXT, and uh, just all of these different things. Like, it it just, uh, Ring of Honor's out there doing their thing. And, uh, man, it just, it's it's a... it's a cool time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, so I, I think all this ranks right up there with the best of them for me personally, but I get it. I mean, you want to see him have more visibility and to some people the the world champ will always be the one that everybody knows the name of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, <clears throat> that's a factor for some people. Uh, but no mad, uh, mad G 27 and why the 30 day defense thing that used to be a thing built into my brain too, but that was, uh, from my WWE days, I think. Yeah. That's a fixture too. That's a fixture of a different time. I know Bill Watts was big on that. I'm with you. I wish it was that way, but I think, uh, and, uh, mad G you're making some great comments tonight. You made a comment about, uh, about all this, bringing the belt on AEW or, or WWE for that matter. I think uh, Freezer would like to see that. I guarantee you the first one who would like to see that would be Aldis. Uh, but you know, he he doesn't do his own booking. He he runs, you know, the the NWA front office does all that for him. He's not like a, you know, he's unique. He he and he's unique in in the way that he works and the way he's allowed to work. But uh, you make a good point, and uh, I just think, I guess, to your point, Gary, I think this is the time now. We're we're in the point now where we have to get beyond the question of like, where does Nick Aldis fit? We have to just acknowledge, Oh, he fits. Nick Aldis fits. He, he is one of them. I mean, he is, you name a name, Dory Funk Jr. Uh, uh, Gene Kaniski, Pat O'Connor, who we just mentioned the other day, Nick Aldis belongs in that list. He has earned it. Uh, he's defended the belt against the best. He beat Cody Rhodes fair and square in the middle of the ring. All his wins have been clean. He doesn't, you know, he may be heelish or, or 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 whatever, but he has earned it, and uh, and and you know he he deserves to be placed among those numbers. I, I see Ricky. I, I see you talking about Omega is way overrated, and and all all this versus Omega wouldn't be all that because of Styles Clash. But then I see like James H. Jackson Jr. mentioning all this is in his top ten, but his number one is Okada. Those names you're talking about to me, I mean, I hate, I know that not everybody's going to agree with me on this, but those are all names that are like on a, a different level of professional wrestling to me. It's like when you take, uh, like if we're just talking about female competitors, I mean, we could talk about like women that are great wrestlers all day long, but if you want to talk to me about a, a Thunder Rosa or uh, you want to talk to me about a, Gosh, I mean, even Lindsay Snow at this point for me. And uh, I mean, maybe like a, a Rhea Ripley, a Rhea Ripley, Rhea or Ripley like that. Like, yeah. these are people like a different level than they're, they're people that, yeah, maybe you don't get how their styles would match up. And I know that it's not cool to say Omega's like this, but I think one of the reasons Omega, everybody knows his name, everybody knows his name, including you, and, every, and he's more well known than 
probably most of your favorite wrestlers like Kenny Omega is known is because he's a guy who goes in there and dude, he, whoever he's up against, he figures out a way to make it work. He makes, he makes a match happen. And I think that Aldis and Omega, sure. They don't, it's weird to picture them in the same ring across from each other, but I feel like they would, they would freaking piece it out, man. They would, they would have a match. Like they would know how to make their styles work together. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm interested in that all day long. Um, let's see here. Jason fight saying, I know NWA's roster is small, but why has only Thunder Rosa appeared on AEW? Would love to see Murdoch or Pope on AEW dark. Yeah. Oh, they would be. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Will we, you know, we, we don't we don't know how all that works. I mean, we're just wrestling fans who who talk about it on the internet. But uh, I, I can imagine. I mean, Thunder Rosa has proven uh, that she's out there grinding. She's getting herself over. I, I imagine, uh, not to speak out of turn, and, and Brian Rosa's in the chat, and he can correct me. But I think a lot of that was likely put together by by her and things like that. And then blessed by uh, Billy and the NWA to, to allow it to happen. Um, whereas, you know, I don't know if those other guys are, are out there making that stuff happen. If they would, if they did and went out and created some of those opportunities, I, I'd imagine that we would see those guys on there. Cause I, I don't, I feel like, you know, Tony Khan's going to be open to the idea of, of putting some other, you know, NWA belts on that show. He's already created the synergy with, with the, the, the Burke on Serena Deeb. I think the door's open. So I just feel like it's because those individuals haven't gone out and tried to make it happen, but that's an, a total assumption on my part. And you, you make a, uh, that's a good point, Jason. Uh, I would say that <clears throat> if you look at the end uh, the NWA and the AEW, there's been a lot of synergy between them. Thunder Rosa is the best example. She's the one that excites us the most. And we see her, man, we, we just freaking go nuts, but, but their roster is full of, of talent that ha that are NWA alumnus, you know, from Ricky Starks to, um, to, um, uh, Eddie Kingston, you've got uh, Jake Hager, Brian Cage, all of them have wrestled Nick Aldis. You've got Penelope Ford, all of the, uh, you know, you've got uh, um, on on Dark, you've got uh, uh, what's the guy that's doing the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the <laughs> that's doing the challenge right now. Oh, uh, what's his name? Gosh, why does it escape me? He's doing the, uh, the appearance challenge or the artistic challenge or whatever it's called. Uh, uh, What's the name? <laughs> he does the like, like the librarian thing, the academic. Oh, oh, Peter, yeah, Avalon. Yeah, yeah. Peter Avalon. Peter yeah, Avalon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Peter if Avalon. You look, if you look that was the worst way to describe it. But yeah. yeah. So let me let me show you. I don't know if you can see this. This is this is the NWA 70th anniversary show. Now here's some names I want to read to you. This is the headline is Cody versus Nick Aldis. Okay, but then you've got uh, Tim Tim Storm versus Peter Avalon. You got Crimson and Jack Stane versus Josephus. You got Barrett Brown versus Laredo Kid, by the way, who was just uh, uh, who just wrestled Kenny Omega. You've got Jazz versus who? Penelope Ford. You've got Cole Cabana, Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara, Sam Shaw versus Willie Mack, Jay Bradley, Mike Perry, and Ricky Starks. The only point I'm showing you that it, it, the only reason I'm showing you that is to show you that there has been a special. 
uh, unique kinship, a special relationship between the AEW and the NWA. And a lot of the talent that's on AEW right now is, in fact, NWA alumni. So um, your point is well taken. I would love to see Trevor Murdoch and the Pope in AEW. I think they'd be phenomenal. I'd love to see uh, Nick Aldis show up there. But they are the NWA talent is, in fact, showing up. They're there all the time. Every every show, you're going to see NWA alumni. And I, the immediate guys that you think of, of course, are like Starks, and uh, uh, who was Nick Aldis's number one draft pick, and Eddie Kingston, one of the great, great talkers of our time. Let me let me say something too that uh I I I I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this because I feel like it's going to bury somebody by putting someone over and, I, and so I want to be clear that I mean this with all due respect. So let me like point out like for instance like Trevor Murdoch like talking to that dude is one of the best experiences of my life. I think that guy is one of the best dudes in the industry and uh, one of my favorite wrestlers just because of how cool of a guy he is. So that established. Let's also consider the fact that everybody talking about wanting to be at AEW and everybody thinking they should be at AEW, the person that has a deal where they are contracted by uh, another brand that is working in AEW Typically speaking, it's not like Billy Corgan's like walking people up to Tony Khan, probably saying, please use my talent. It's probably more of an issue of Tony Khan saying somebody stands out so much and transcends everything. I want them on my show. So I'm willing to work this out. So who is that person? That person is Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is the person on AEW, probably because Tony Khan is like, that woman is special and I need her on my show. And it's so that's a, it's a different scenario. Like, yeah, I'd love to see a hundred people on AEW dynamite or WWE TV, but who's the person they're seeking out? Because really, you know, realistically they're the people with the leverage. So it's more Tony Khan seeking her than it is Billy. Just like, please use my people. You know, so yeah, while you would want to see those people, you know, whatever you can take that even with the people that are free agents now who want to be on AEW that were like, uh, you know, I, I'm speaking maybe out of turn, I don't mean to, but what the hell? It's just, you know, you got people saying, like, I was offering myself to AEW, you know, like, I'll work on AEW. And it's like, well, did AEW want you? You know, that's the thing. It's it's and I think and I think that's a, a, a kind of a misunderstanding that we are perceiving because AEW is so open to putting a lot of people on their shows, especially dark, which has been a really, really bright spot in the world of professional wrestling, in my opinion. And uh, but I think we've misinterpreted that as like they've got an open door for literally anybody to just walk in and have a match. It's not like that. I mean, they're still booking the shows. It's still going through guys like Tony Khan and and their team and, and they're putting people that are, again, not to bury anybody to use the, you know, the terms that you said, Gary, and not to infer anything by this comment, but they're putting people on there. That they, they, think deserve it you know that deserve to be on on their platform and their stage and and have the visibility that they offer um and so they're getting guys like danny limelight and 
you know, Thunder Rosa, obviously, and Lindsay Snow and people like that, that, you know, a lot of these women from Mission Pro Wrestling that have been uh, spotlighted over the past few weeks. These are all people that if you look at the landscape of professional wrestling and their recent body of work, they deserve to be on there. Right. And so, again, not burying anybody that we've mentioned, but I don't know that we can say that same thing for Trevor Murdoch and Pope right now, just because, I mean, it's, it's really just those NWA title matches that they've been a part of recently. And I don't know that that's enough for somebody sitting in the office at AEW to really catch their attention and say, we got to get them on our show, you know? So I think that's a great point. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I love Trevor Murdoch and Rob. I mean, we've sat here and raved about the Pope's promo, but this is, this is a partnership. This is not just like Billy Corgan can force his talent onto a show. And so there, there's a give and take here. And, and a lot of it, the leverage is in Tony Khan's lap. So he's a guy who sees something he wants and he's got the financial ability to make that thing happen. Well, I mean, who's he willing to pay for? Well, apparently Thunder Rosa. You know, but, you know, for good reason, by the way. I mean, you know, props to him because he's right. I mean, she shows up on AEW and the whole world loves Thunder Rosa now. But it's just, you know, that's a a different thing than than Billy Corgan just getting to throw anybody on the show. And and by the way, I'm saying all that, and Nick Aldis is not on AEW. So I'm not, you know, clearly we're fascinated with, Nick Aldis. I don't know what the scenarios that go on behind the scenes are that you know dictate these arrangements, but you know, just just food for thought, I guess mm-hmm. is what we're going for. <laughs> uh let's see here. What else have we got in the chat today? Uh let's see. I see we got a lot of non-fans of AEW. I know that. Uh, it's it's Ricky and then Paladin Cornet listener. Yeah, I, I, it's it's there. There's these these separations. By the way, I love both, so can't <laughs> fool me. I appreciate Cornet <laughs> commentary, and uh, I also like AEW. So it's uh, it's fine. Um, uh, I still Jason fight said I made a good point earlier, so I'll give him this one. He said I still think we see some AEW dark mainstays on power to gain experience on a lesser stage, but get solid matches matches with the experienced folks. Hey man, that's a that's a great deal. That should happen. I mean that circle squared idea. We saw Lindsay, you know, if you guys didn't see it, I mean Lindsay Snow was over there on AEW Dark. Uh, maybe somebody could think of somebody else, but I mean that's the standout for me. I love Lindsay snow. She's been a mission pro. Uh, she's on AEW dark. She was in NWA circle squared. Uh, she's been all over the place and <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um, Ricky freezer pointing out the war horse thing to shut people up. As soon as that match was over, not a whisper of him, like go watch the match. They forgot about him before he left the ring. I don't yeah, know. There's, I don't, there's still a lot of talk about war horse. He's still, He's like Dan House, and he's one of those ones that during during uh, COVID, uh, he did a lot. He put himself a lot there, and there's a lot of intrigue about him. He's also been featured in like some uh, 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 some graphic novels and some comic books and stuff like that that appeals to 
the younger audience and maybe people like Gary. <laughs> <laughs> younger audience and Gary. Yeah. But uh, going back to, to uh, the dark comment, I think the dark, the dark project is a really good thing, man, because it's not, it, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a, a hold harmless project, you know, it's not instrumental in the storyline other than what Britt Baker's doing with the, with her segment, which I think is fantastic. And that's kind of one of the drawing points to, to watch us there, but you get to see this cross section of what's going on. And they brought people from all over the, the, the country, man, all over the world. Even you've got UWN talent, you've got Southern honor talent. You've got, you know, all this indie talent coming through, um, through dark from Lindsay snow to Danny limelight to whoever, you know, I mean, we get to see, and we've described it as a, I like the word menagerie, a little, Tennessee you love Williams, that word. A, little, a little Tennessee Williams there for you, a little glass menagerie, but uh, uh, it's a good showcase of talent. And obviously they do that. It doesn't cost anybody anything. It's on YouTube. It's not, there's no presumption. It's, there's no pretension. It's there to just give us some wrestling, to showcase some people we want to see. And we see Lindsay Snow on there all the time. We see, you know, every now and again, we'll see Thunder Rosa show up on there. It, I really like Dark. It's become one of my favorite things to watch. And and because when I watch it, you know, normally you guys will see my notebooks. When I'm watching AEW or NXT or Ring of Honor, I'm taking copious notes. When I'm watching Dark, I feel like I can put the notebook down and just enjoy wrestling for its own sake. You know what I mean? Dude, it's totally like an episode of WWF Superstars back in the day or something like that, like where you're just watching, like you know who the stars yeah. are, you know who the you, you you got a good idea what's going on. I it was I was so disappointed. Uh I'll call them out right here. Wade Keller from PW Torch and Jason Powell from Pro Wrestling.net did a podcast together I was listening to today, and they both talked about AEW Dark, and they were like what is this show? Why does it exist? Like, what are they, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's two hours every week. You know, I hate to say it. People, we have so much time and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they it's kind of cool it. about AEW Dark. I'm like, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, there, there is stuff that carries over later and they'll reference back to it sometimes. But I mean, AEW Dark is just fun because you get to showcase talent. You get reps. You get, you know, like people yep. in there to, to, to have some matches. AEW doesn't tour, you know, like, or uh, nobody tours right now. But, I mean, it's to, it's to get people in there and, and to showcase them. And sometimes, sometimes they found people that have stood out. That yeah. well, and also, I mean, speaking of touring, I mean, AEW Dark started – when they were touring, they were in different cities every week. So it was a chance for them to pull in some local talent wherever they were. So that was kind of the main idea. I mean, we're in a holding pattern right now where everything's kind of stationary. Um, so I, I would expect to see that change a little bit once these guys get back on the road. Um, but I think they've done a great job with it. I, 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 agree, I agree with you, Will. And I think like if they start a tour and they say they come to Chattanooga, let me tell you, we, we, we were talking earlier about match of the year candidates. I saw a match last night at the American Wrestling Federation at the Circus Ten Arena Ringgold between two of my favorite guys ever, Alex Taylor and Chris Crunk. Chris Crunk. They gave, they put on a spectacular match. That would be a candidate. I would love to see like AEW bring Dark to Chattanooga and bring in Alex Taylor 
Lex Lee, Kevin Kaufman, Brian Valor, Fly Guy, and uh, Chris Crunk, man, and, and, and Nature Boy Paul Lee, and use some of those guys, you know, and, and showcase some of the regional talent. That's what Dark is about, man. Dark is about getting other people, getting their guys reps for sure, but putting other talents out there. This, again, Tony Khan don't need the money, man. Tony Khan got his money. He getting paid. He does this because he really loves the sport. And, and I know James Lawrence has been critical of AEW, but even he will tell you that they have a that there is a certain acknowledgement and a rooting in the past that he respects. And the and the Dark Project, I think, is one of the best things for wrestling because it gives a lot of people an audience. I think I fully expect to see like uh, Dream Girl Ellie and Dan, uh, Dylan McQueen and some of those guys on Dark. I fully expect to see those guys that we've seen up close that are so awesome, I fully expect to see those guys on Dark. And that's to Tony well, Khan's uh, credit. Ellie's already been on Dark. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're well, right. And, and if we're going to throw uh, a name like James Lawrence, I got to throw this in there that he uh, he threw in the chat. I just want to say I've been good in keeping my disdain of AEW to a minimum. I deserve a cookie. You do deserve cookie, a cookie, James. Cookies in the mail. Your cookies because, in the mail. Because James, James understands the business, man, and he understands the big picture. Yeah. yeah. It's not his style, but he knows that what they're doing is legitimate. And he, what James Lawrence, if you look at like NWA gold, the stuff he's doing on social media, this joker loves history. That's what he's about. And so when, when, when even James Lawrence will tell you when they bring out Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson and sting, there's something inside James Lawrence that's cracking up and smiling, man. He loves that stuff. I promise you he does. Well, we'll just spotlight this this mic drop comment here just because I always love when Front Row schools us all, puts us all in our place. We could debate it, but again, choose what you like and, you know, ignore what you don't like. I think, you know, it's fun to debate it, but at a certain point it does become harmful to, to wrestling overall to just not let people enjoy what they like, <laughs> you know? Well, I, I think you don't get – you know, you shouldn't judge folks too much on what they like. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I saw the conversation, by the way, going on about Warhorse in the chat. And, you know, there was the discussion about whether he didn't, he deserved the spot or not. I would say that literally, I can tell you right now, the only Warhorse match I've ever seen in my entire life is the Warhorse match against Cody Rhodes on AEW. And, uh, I 100% think he deserved it. Like, I think he earned that spot. He, whatever he mastered, whether or not it be his wrestling ability or his just ability to market himself as a competitor, he, he got his name out there. He made himself. And he put himself in a position that enough people demanded Warhorse that... AW, Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, whoever you want to say it was, felt it in their best interest to like, uh, we should acknowledge this person's out there. The same thing happened to Eddie Kingston, by the way. And uh, Eddie Kingston out there calling people out at independent shows. Same thing, got him recognized. He showed up. Eddie Kingston. Well, you know, I'd, I'd be a dude who would probably tell you uh, Eddie Kings is a once-in-a-lifetime talent as far as especially on the microphone. So, you know, maybe I'm biased, mm -hmm. but, you know, he got a spot. Warhorse didn't. That doesn't mean anything except that at the time that it happened, 
they didn't have a spot for Warhorse and they had a spot for Eddie Kingston. But did Warhorse earn the opportunity to attempt a spot on AEW? I don't see how you could deny that. I don't I don't get get the argument there. Yeah, I mean you gotta then if if you're saying he didn't, then you're you have to be either making a uh a comment about like his quality of in ring work and you're getting really technical because I think that's, you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of great guys not have the best matches and, and, but Warhorse definitely has the body of work. So it's either got to be a, an issue about the quality of in ring work, or it has to be something about his presentation or his marketability. You can't deny. I don't see how anyone can reasonably deny that Warhorse is not one of the most intriguing names out there. I mean, well, it could just—it could just be they don't have a—they could just be they don't have a spot for that character, like hit him yeah, as yeah. a performer. Like, well, it's like when know, Ricky I mean, Starks walked on, they were like Tony Khan said is immediately like sorry to jump in, Will, but he, he said immediately he saw Ricky Starks out there wrestling, and he was like, I totally know what I could do with this guy. And it was just like it just clicked for him and that Ricky Starks got the thing. But anyway, to your point, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of what I was saying earlier about dark. I mean, I think we have the misconception that that uh that anybody can just stroll into AEW and if they're good, quote unquote, they'll get a contract. It, it still doesn't work that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tony Khan is is a different type of owner. And yes, the guys in the elite are EVPs of the company. Um, so they have a say in a lot of that stuff. So yeah, you're going to see a lot of their favorite guys. Like what, of course they're running the promotion. So that shouldn't be a shocker or like something that's talked down about. Like if you were running a promotion, would you not hire the people that, that you liked? I mean, that's just how the business works. But I mean, I think again, we have this misconception that anybody can walk in and if they don't get a contract, that means they're not good. I don't think that means they're not good. I just think it means there's, it's, it's not the spot for them right now. Um, so, you know, just keep an open mind about it and, and remember that, you know, this is a, a, a promotion being run by performers, whether or not you are a fan of that or not, it's the reality. And, um, you know, Tony Khan is, is not Vince McMahon. He's a little more of a fanboy, And I think there are upsides and downsides to that. So I, I gotta ask, I mean, what does this comment mean? The elite hold true stars back period. Like, I, I don't, I don't it's get probably, it. I think he's probably saying that, that, that they're, they're they're pushing you know your Adam Pages and your Young Bucks at the expense of people like maybe Ricky Starks or Brian yeah, Cage this, like that. This is this is definitely a a a, a comment I'm going to need some examples of because from my standpoint, uh, I kind of thought that was going to happen. To be honest, I thought Kenny Omega would be the first world champion in AEW. Uh, it's been you know, a year and a half before he even got a shot or not got a shot, but got the belt. Um, I thought Cody was going to be world champ very soon. He actually has never been world champ. And, you know, I thought the young bucks were immediately going to be tag champs. It took them over a year to get there. So yeah, I'm going to need some more, uh, more context about that comment. Cause so far I, I believe the opposite. I believe that they've come in and really made it a point to elevate some other people um, because the names, if you ask me who's, who's, you know, the shining stars of AEW, 
I'm probably not going to name the elite at the top of that list just because of the way they present the whole roster. So Kenny Omega maybe pops up, but just recently, like uh, I think the young. Oh, yeah. Ask, ask me six months ago. I'm not saying Kenny Omega. Six well, no, ago. no, I was going to say, I mean, like, I mean, the young bucks, I, I, I would say like held themselves back to the detriment of the division. Like, I feel like, like the young bucks were like trying to stay out of it. I would say Kenny Omega tried to stay out of it so long that people were just even like, "Who the people hell are mad about, about Kenny Omega?" And it's people like, mad, like it was. It took so long for Kenny to get to this point that people were upset about it. They were saying he should go back to New Japan. Like he was, he was getting well, buried because I mean, we love to talk about people getting buried. That's because he was the he was the the baby of all babies, just like the young bucks were, and you know and. And so I think there was a sensitivity to the fact that they weren't very palatable and in, in, in the way they were packaged. And I think what they've recently done with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega is money. I love that. But I think that, I mean, I don't want to be too critical of Ricky Freezer here. I think the, his point that he's making is like it's all been about whether they've got the belts or not. It's been the, the stories have been about Cody and have been about the Young Bucks and Kenny and those guys and not Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. And uh, and those guys. So I think he makes a, a relevant point. Um, I just don't know that there's a deliberate holding back. I think you have to understand that there's a body of people that have built this promotion and Adam Page and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody are all they're all part of that building of the promotion. But, to you know, it's not anything nefarious or like it's so unbelievable that these are the guys that are getting promoted and other guys aren't. I mean, to me, like Ricky Stark should, I feel, I mean, Ricky Starks and Darby Allen should be tearing up that TNT scene. You know what I mean? Ricky Stark should be very much in that discussion. And now he's kind of like a tool to move other things along. And then you've got others like Brian cage. Why is Brian cage not in the world title picture? This guy is massive. He's wrestled Nick Aldis. He's a credible guy. He's He looks good. He talks good. He, uh, um, you know, he's he is every bit as much as deserving to be on that main stage as, as the Young Bucks or or uh, Cody Rhodes is, you know, so he makes a good point. I'm not saying that I know and and that there's a deliberate nefarious attempt, but there's definitely a sense in which you've got the guys that are at the core and the focus is whether they've got the belts or not. The focus is definitely on them. And then you've got the other people that support that. Like, right. Like, thankfully. You know, Eddie Kingston got his shot, but don't you think that that was surprising that Eddie Kingston got that shot? I don't think it surprised me, but it surprised me that they elevated him to get that shot against uh, Moxley. And, uh, you know, and I think that's what Freezer saying, man. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, it's not like they're being hateful or any, or burying anybody, but they do focus on this core talent. And that's, you know, I think that's what he's going for. Well, I mean, I, I would argue, though, that when I first became a fan of Ring of Honor, those guys were more prominent in Ring of Honor, and they didn't even have a hand in the promotion. They were just wrestlers on the promotion. So, I mean, when I first started watching Ring of Honor, the center of every storyline was the Young Bucks as a tag team, Cody as the Ring of Honor champion, like the Bullet Club, Kenny, if he showed up, it was like royalty was in the building. I, they they were much more prominent and held to like a higher regard. And I mean, what do you want? Do you want like, I mean, Cody took a month off. Do you want him to just go away for a year? I don't like how. 
I mean, just like every time, every time something's happening, Cody comes on and suddenly everything com- becomes about Cody. Look at that ring entrance. Cody's Cody's good, man. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I ain't hating on this. Ain't about hating on Cody, but it's like that ring entrance and stuff. And like you have this big announcement and they're going to come out about their, you know, they're pregnant. And then that ties into a storyline. They find a way to make it about Cody. And uh, it always seems to be like that. Every time something comes up, Cody is somehow in there. You know, there was the big event that one night that Cody showed up with a neck tattoo and everybody was talking about the neck tattoo. You know, it's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like they find a way to make those guys, whether they're in the title pitch or not, it tends to be about them. Dude, God, God but, forbid, I mean, God forbid uh, somebody <laughs> earn a spot. God forbid somebody start, help start a promotion and, put themselves in a position to be successful. Well, that's, that, what I'm saying, that's, what, that's all I'm saying, Will. That's, I'm not saying they're killing anybody. I'm just saying they started the promotion. That, ergo, that, ergo, we're that, there for. Listen to me. That was where the argument started. The argument started with the, with a statement that the elite are burying everyone else or are, are holding true. other people back. And I think the that's opposite is true. I think the opposite is true. I think because of their status, they're bringing a lot of people up with them. You mentioned Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston got that match against Cody, and that immediately elevated him. It got him a contract and put him on a bigger stage than he's ever been on in his life. How is that the elite holding other people back? Yeah, and, and your attitude here, by the way, I just have to say, like, I mean, the 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 idea that Cody is holding Here's the I thing. Didn't say Cody I mean, holding anybody back. I said no, Cody. I'm just saying you're like everything's got to be about Cody. Well, I mean, god dang, dude, people want to see Cody. That's the deal. Yeah. Like people love Cody. Pe- people do they do they, yeah, do they, they, do. they do because AEW freaking exists. They do. I can imagine. Like, I can it, imagine. So you're telling me wants this, to see Cody you're, and Brandy. Nobody wants to see Cody and Brandy, bro. You're telling me if this podcast existed in the 80s, you'd be on here ranting, God, all everybody, all, all they put in front of us is Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. It's always all about Ric Flair. But it wasn't, like, though. You you look, Ned, that's where you're wrong, Will. Ex- exactly. You at, exactly. You, at, you just made my point. It's not always about? all about Cody. Trying, hold on now. You, you trying to Cody pulled himself out of the goddamn world title picture. He's not <laughs> even he's not even letting himself be a world champion, by the way. And I get it. I see Ricky Freezer in there. I see people talking about it. They're only really talking about Dustin's in the best shape of his life. Dustin's a better wrestler. Hey man, I love some Dustin Rhodes. I think Dustin Rhodes is a badass. Dustin Rhodes is as good now as he's ever been. You know and what, man? Top of any card. No, hold on, all y'all, man. I'm going on my Twitter. I'm going on my Twitter right now. I'm about to go on an unfriend frenzy, bro. I'm going on an unfriend frenzy. Who's who? What would Dustin Rhodes be doing right now if Cody Rhodes didn't do what he did? What would Dustin Rhodes be doing right now? Yeah. Dustin Rhodes ain't never depended on Cody. He's on Raw Legends night, showing up his gumbo dust, stroking his chest. Dustin Rhodes ain't never. Like, I don't know. That's what you want, Will. Dustin Rhodes ain't never depended on no Cody Rhodes. Freaking out Sheamus by biting his lips or something. Like, that's, that's what you're doing. You know what? You Rob's crossed the line here. Dustin Rhodes ain't never depended on no doggone Cody. Ain't nobody ever depended on no Cody. The only person ever depended on Cody was Brandy. Cody versus Nick Aldis at All In was 
one of the biggest main events in the history of professional wrestling just and because that's the only reason you got an AEW because of Nick Aldis. That's the only reason. I'm just saying. <laughs> plus, plus Tony Collins proof of concept <laughs> Rob, for Rob, AEW listen, to exist. Listen, Rob, what's going on, man? What's go- something going on at home? You need to talk. I feel like it's me in front row and Ricky Freezer against the world right now. It might be. We might need to set up a little triple threat. Dude, I'm just saying, this is not me knocking Dustin Rhodes. Please don't take that the wrong way because I think Dustin Rhodes is amazing. I want Dustin Rhodes to have more and more spotlight. I think he's one of the best in the business, and he's a guy who is historically undervalued constantly in his life. Like uh, the best run he had was probably like up until the point he like battled in a parking lot brawl with Roddy Piper for the intercontinental title as gold dust. But then after that, it's just like they, they didn't know what to do with him. But look at the man, the man cuts promos like nobody else, blah, blah, blah. I get it. He's a badass. but don't tell me that Cody don't matter. Like Cody. You didn't hear me say that Gary. I didn't say he don't matter. I I didn't say he don't matter. I said nobody wants to watch him. That's different. <laughs> Rob, Rob, are, are you hungry, bro? You hungry? You haven't been. You haven't been. Yeah, we gotta do one of these episodes so we can get the sponsorship. We we have this discussion. We have we have Rob take a bite of the Snickers and he turns. And he's it like. <sighs> I'm Y'all sorry, guys. Demon, like, I'm, like, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, that's fun, man. That's good stuff, man. Rob's had a rough week. See, watch, guys, and we still love each other. You know, these guys are completely wrong, but I still love them. <laughs> <laughs> whatever dude no this got fun all of a sudden like i was just like getting amped up i was like all right let's, <laughs> let's have this talk oh, man guys we gotta start wrapping this thing up i guess but there's oh, for the Intercontinental championship the greatest wrestling title that ever existed we gotta create our own championship for whoever's the most rightest on the show every week, we have to defend it, and we have to have people I'm vote. For my toys, man, I'm looking around for something I can put out here. Hold on, mm. Rob, you got plenty of them. I know. I'm this is how we know it's done. Do I want to pull my crown? Do I want to pull my crown belt off the top shelf or not? No, uh, we'll hold it. We'll hold Why it for you- another. Pull that ghetto AWA title down. Man, yeah. I'm trying to call my AWA. You know what? <laughs> it's too late to get it's too late to get him riled up again. We just got him calm <laughs> down. This right here. This inmate belt ain't ghetto. This right that here is not ghetto. <laughs> that's a beautiful belt, man. That is a beautiful belt. Look at that. Look at that curve on the belt. Look at that. That's eight millimeter. Eight millimeter place. That's deeply wow. etched. This Rob, joke right here. Look at those, let me hold look that. Look at those gemstones. Those are actual. Rubies, that's actual rubies, diamonds, quartz, doggone uh, Rob, hand it here. Rob, hand it right here. Paradox here. Let me hand it to you. Let me hold it. Oh, that ain't that changed. Here, hand it back to me. Back to me. Yeah, but... oh, thanks. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm sold. 
I'm sold. This is movie magic. Why do you think my junk is ghetto, man? I gotta know. Why do you think my junk is ghetto? This I is leather, leather ghetto, trap. dude. It's a damn thing I said, and I regret it to this day because it, it offended you, and I never want to personally <laughs> offend you. This is one of the most beautiful belts ever crafted. The and I, and I will say, dude, the 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 pictures I'd seen of it before this, like you holding it up right there in the light, like man, it's it's a pretty. That's a pretty belt. Look I think I just and look at that curve on that man. Look at how big. That's like a doggone MLW belt, man. This Joker's going. Oh, this literally is touching my toes right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> this belt is God. beautiful. Man. What did you get your doctorate in? Exaggeration. What's that? Exaggeration. <laughs> that is a belt. So. I got Freezer says you got the Rick Martell ribbon belt. Is that is that the belt for the model Rick Martell? This is it. This is the inmate belt, the prison belt. Made in. Yeah. Did you spray arrogance while you're wearing it? Yeah, arrogance. (laughs) I always thought about coming with my own my own cologne. I wanted to call it uh, Formula One Seven Nine because that's how much I weigh. (laughs) Formula One Seven Nine. By the dock. That's dumb. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'd, no, it's I'd buy not. it just to support you, but I would too, man. You know, you know we got you. each other. Formula uh, right. man, y'all go. This this thing's yeah. gonna go long enough. I will end up being a belt collector, and I hate myself for it. But it's gonna happen. You know, you know, it's time to wrap the show up when we start pulling out all of our toys and stuff. Oh, yeah. Memorabilia. Here my new my death trooper, <laughs> my death trooper bobble, bobblehead. Death trooper. What is that? The Lord of the Rings. Oh, Gary got up. <laughs> he got up. We're we getting now. Some. No, I can bring it up. There's Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Brian Danielson. I got a Daniel Bryan somewhere. Uh, my wife always puts something in my stocking, like hanging out the stocking. This was this was what it was. What here? It was Daniel Bryan. Fear the beard. Hey, did you talk about WeScape tonight? Jesus Christ. Nobody nobody talk about WeScape. Maybe you should since uh, it's a sponsor. Have you ever seen the movie Trimmers? Trimmers? <laughs> oh, tri- Trimmers or Trimmers? Trimmers with uh, Kevin Bacon. Not related to Manscaped.com. Uh, yeah, you have me. I was thinking, tri- I was thinking hair trimmers. Well, we have a coupon the, the grab card. Boys, they come out uh, underneath the ground and they eat people. Yeah. Anyway, Manscape does that. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works, Rob. If you look real close. Uh, anyway, yeah. I was going to show you something now. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking around for our toys, man. I hate when my toys, man. I'm like those are not toys. Those are statues. Those are relics. statues. Those are those are. T- Play statues for play. Hey, dude, there's a there's a whole other AP. If you're into this, uh, if you're into this stuff, there's a whole channel in our Discord now um, for figures and collectibles. I was asked if we could create something like that, and man, there's an audience for it. There's like a whole conversations that go on just about like the figures and stuff that you could uh, buy from like AEW and so on and so forth, like photos people take. All that stuff. So if you're into that kind of thing, there's a place for it. Collectibles. I know uh, 
James Lawrence, he's he's got that uh, beautiful 10 pounds of gold over there. He could show off his photos and <clears throat> Uh, anyway, all right. Well, guys, I guess we got to wrap this thing up. It's uh, it's getting late. It's uh, after eleven, and uh, we've run through all the news. We'll be back with you on Wednesday uh, at six o five. Right on the dot, guaranteed. Guaranteed. We're all you know. You know we're punctual. <laughs> so <laughs> so oh, hey, come 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 by about six thirty. We don't say times if we don't stick to them. I mean, that's the rules. Uh, but, you know, till then, we're going to catch up on your wrestling. You got Monday. You got Monday Night Raw coming up tomorrow night. Uh, the only announced thing I've seen for that is supposedly Drew McIntyre is going to be taking on Randy Orton in a non-title match. So it's not like we haven't seen that match a hundred times before. Uh, Ring of Honor has nothing out I could find about what's coming up for them. That's also on Mondays at 7. You can watch that on Fight TV for free. For real. Dude, you got to get on You got to get on that Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is really good. 7 p.m. Monday nights on Fight TV. Even if you watch it later on demand, it's, it's a great show. It really has been. They're even doing this thing now. I don't know if you guys have seen it They're on the Twitter, like the hashtag Choose Your Honor. They want you to say, like, who are the people you like? Who do you want to see fight who? They're they're asking for opinions on on what the fan base wants to happen, and so uh, very cool. Anyway, uh, the uh, AEW Dark lineup right now. Uh, you got Mike Verna versus Ricky Starks, Red Velvet versus Leva Bates, the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison versus Lee Johnson and Eric Solo, Louis Valley versus the Powerhouse Hobbs. Ryzen and Fuego del Sol versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Alex Reynolds and John Silver are taking on Casey Navarro and El Australiano. Anna J versus Alex Gracia. Alex Gracia, by the way, Mission Pro uh, alumni, and she's been getting some wins. I don't know if you guys have seen that. She's actually That's been right. winning matches. That's, right. That's cool. So she's going up against Anna J. <laughs> Black Baron and Nick Camarado versus Bear Country. I'm a big fan of Bear Country. If you guys haven't caught that, Bear Bear. Bear. (laughs) (laughs) They're fun, man. Uh, You got NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb going up against Tasha Price. Ty Conti versus Marty Daniels. The Dark Order in a big tag match. Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Colt Cabano, 5 and 10 are taking on Sean Dean, Zach Clayton, Adam Priest, Danny Limelight, and Very Morales. And then the Chaos Chaos Project, Serpentico and Luther, are taking on Top Flight. All on AEW Dark. You can check that out. Uh, NXT, not much has been announced for. And then AEW Dynamite. Uh, Darby Allin versus Brian Cage for the TNT Championships happening. Pac versus Eddie Kingston. The Elite are in action against, to be announced, NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb defends against Ty Conti. Dr. Britt Baker's waiting room featuring Cody Rhodes. Chuck Taylor versus Miro, where if Chuck Taylor loses, he has to become Miro's young boy. Ooh. Yeah. And and Jurassic Express versus FTR. Jurassic Express in this instance, though, is Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. I'm afraid they're going to be murdered. And uh, the Inner Circle will reveal their New Year's resolutions. 
I can mm-hmm. only imagine what that would be. So that's all your preview right now for leading up to that. We'll be back before AEW Dynamite, though. So uh, stick around, hang out with us, subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, get on our Discord at TIPW Show. You can go do that right now. You can just go click on the link, be in the Discord, and we'll still chat with you, even after this show, probably. Uh, Will won't. He'll go to bed. But some of us, some of us. <laughs> but uh, it was good hanging out with you. Thank you so much for the awesome conversation. Ricky Freezer, thanks for being here. Mad G27NY, thanks for coming back, buddy. I know you're uh, sort of new to the stuff. And Neil Benedict, James Lawrence, front row. Willie Bowen, thanks for showing out. Rock says 79. Paladin, always a pleasure. Just so many of you. Jedi Warrior. Uh, just it, it's good to see the community growing and all you people here giving us your opinions. We want to know what your thoughts are. So you gotta uh, you gotta hang out with us. So and uh, I want to re- appreciate everyone tonight for a respectful debate. You know, this is a forum to disagree and discuss and argue about the greatest sport of all time. And when we can do that and do it respectfully and still respect each other and you know, that that's that's when you got to win, man. This is a great community. We love each of you guys, and we thank you for hanging out tonight here at the club. <laughs> uh, anyway, one day, one day something's going to occur that we all hang out with the doc at Turbuckle Bar and Grill, and uh, it's going to be a blast. That's going to happen. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good time. So they, they yeah. have a ring in there? They got a ring in there, man. Perfect. They got a ring I, right there in the grill. <laughs> Because that's where the the prize fight of all prize fights going to go down, and that's where six hundred dollars stimulus hey, hey will twelve hundred. That's where hey, that's where hey it's will and Doctor Rob Stinson have their payoff. Let's go, baby! Hey, table, ladders, chairs, and gummy bears. Well, I promise it. You know that's happening. Tables, ladders, chairs, and gummy bears going on between Doc Stinson and hey it's will. Gummy bears. Gummy bears! Much cramming them in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Not the red ones! Not the red ones! (laughs) I'm allergic! That's going to be awesome. And the beautiful part is, I don't know if you guys have ever eaten like a bag of gummy bears too fast. It's just diarrhea. Like, immediately. (laughs) It just like, it just hits you. It's crazy. That was like a whole running thing for a while. I got involved in it. Was running like thing, get it? <laughs> uh, clever, but no, you can like order like a, a a pound of gummy bears on Amazon, and like <laughs> just like you eat as many as fast as you could. It was like immediate diarrhea. <laughs> after you had a pound, of, I think after you had a pound of anything, it's going to be immediate diarrhea. <laughs> no, gummy bears like it's explosive. Like pound of Twizzlers, pound of freaking applesauce, pound of whatever, man. It's going to be a diarrhea. (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad we got into this. Uh, Great way to end the show and just end it on a high note, I say. That's at Hey, It's Will. That's at This is Dr. Stinson. At This is Gary Horde. You can see all of our Twitter handles. We're at TIPW Show on all of the social medias. Come find us. Hit up Twitter. Hit that first hit tweet. Join the Discord. Hang out with us. We'll be back on Wednesday, and we're going to hang out with you for Impact Wrestling. So make your plans. You're going to watch Hard to Kill with us. 
Anyway, we love you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And until next time, 